0: From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail Podcast with your hosts Mark Redmond and Mike Narjolinas. Welcome to episode number 20 of the Jumping the Rail podcast, coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. This is Mark Redman, and usually we have our uh, tag team partner, Mike Nargelinis with us. He has some family business to attend to today, so he will not be in this week. He will be back in two weeks, though, when we have Barry Horowitz joining us. But until then, uh, we got some, uh, some guests coming and helping us out a little bit. Uh, Keith Gibson from Clubhouse Lounge Radio is going to jump in in about a half an hour and kind of help me steer the ship a little bit. And uh, our special call-in guest this week is the voice of the NWA, Joe Galley, which we're looking forward to. We'll talk about uh, the upcoming pay-per-view and uh, just the NWA in general. And uh, Marco, it's just you and me today.
1: Yeah, you're in trouble. No.
0: (laughs) So... Just for starters, and we'll get into this more uh, later on after we're done talking to Joe. uh, We have a birthday, and the birthday belongs to the one guy you've heard of, Marco.
1: The one guy. Yes, the one guy. (laughs) No, just the baddest-ass guy I know. He's all right. You know what? I like him. His wrestling stuff was never it for me for obvious reasons. I mean, not that it was bad. It's just I'm not into it as much. But his movie career, he is the action star of today, where Stallone, Schwarzenegger, he's, Van Damme, and Seagal shared that title in the late 80s, early 90s.
0: He's the Arnold of this generation.
1: Except he's a lot more eloquent. Like Yes. Like, actually, I think he's more eloquent than every single one of those four guys I were
0: would, put together. I would say you're probably right. Statham's
1: yeah. got him because he has the accent. But um, so he he's not more classy. eloquent. No. He sounds fancier, right. but his, his, uh, th- his vocabulary is nowhere near as good.
0: So we're going to definitely get into The Rock as we get in further. But for right now... So so whose birthday is it? It is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Happy birthday! The star of Young Rock, which uh, Dwayne tried to get me to watch tonight, but he forgot that we're doing a podcast. But it's all good. And uh, to kick things off, Marco, we got another call-in guest helping us out. She's uh, our... I guess our official correspondent for zero one USA zero
1: one USA.
0: So Menders, how's it going Hang on? Let's make,
1: there she is. Hey, Mendy, can you hear us? This is the part where she talks. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's Wait. do There we are. There Wait. she is. There's we she got,
0: is. got you
2: now. Okay. Are you sure? Yes, yep,
0: we ma'am. Got you. How's it going? Menders?
2: <laughs> it's going good. It was quite a crazy weekend.
0: Sounds like it. So, in, uh, in Mattoon's past Saturday, uh, zero one USA had their big show. I couldn't make it; I've had some other stuff going on. But uh, you told me you were diligently taking notes, and just you took it all in. So uh, let's get into it. How was the show?
2: We we got three pages, Mark. You ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> are are those you losing
0: Are
1: those double spaced large print, or are we doing like you know hyper hyper six? It's point. not that bad. I promised
2: okay. you guys. Okay, so uh it was a great show. Um it's actually probably been one of the best shows that we've seen this year. Um Zero One started out the pre-match show or the pre-show match was American Cade with Eli Wilder. Eli Wilder, he's kind of been the he used to be a referee there and now he's kind of getting into the ring and testing it out against some of the veterans. Uh American Cade. We like to tell no one that no one voted for you. Um <laughs> So, I don't know if you guys have heard of a couple of these guys. Um, The opening match then was the Cobra versus Victor Analog. Have you guys heard of either one of them?
0: I've heard of the Cobra. I'm not familiar with the other fella.
2: Okay, Victor actually wrestles uh, around here in a bunch of different uh, indie shows. Cobra, that match was almost too good to be the beginning match. Um, It set the bar really high for the entire show. Um, It was just a one-off. And uh, they were great. Cobra won it, though, but it was definitely an emo- emotional roller
0: coaster. Nice. Hey.
2: Then we had our palate cleanser <laughs> of our comic relief. <laughs> okay. Um, Marvin, uh, Marvin and Kyle Pfeiffer versus CMC and Chris O'Brien. Um, Marvin and Kyle have kind of had a back and forth here lately. Um, he's definitely the underdog. Uh, he is one of the members of the low life uh, security team. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the low life such so Jordan Perry and Joey O'Reilly. Actually, you've probably heard of Joey O'Reilly. He was on AEW. Yeah.
3: I've,
0: against I've, Arch, Archer. I've seen some of the low life on the Fuse or one shows I've had a chance to watch on IWTV.
2: They usually put on a really great show, but um, tonight it was Marvin. And Tony G, which is actually the leader of the low life security, came out, interfered. Marvin ended up taking the pin. CMC and Chris O'Brien are just two newer guys. They've been there for a couple months, but they're just trying to get their feet wet. So they're doing a pretty good job. Cool. The women's match was Chelsea Durden, which I'm a huge fan of, versus Shaza McKenzie. Okay. Um, I hadn't really heard of Shaza, so I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with her. Um, Chelsea Durden, I've seen her in a few matches with Maxi Impaler and reading Victoria. Um, real impressed with her. Um, to be fair, I I can't root for somebody I'm not, I'm not into. And Shaza came out dressed in pink playing to the crowd and that's just not my style. So Durden came out as a, just a badass and, um, she ended up going over, over Shaza.
0: Okay. I think uh, Shaza might be booked for GCW coming up, but I'd, I'd have to double check with Narge because he'd know better than I would. But I've been hearing her name floating around quite a bit lately.
2: I, I'd, I'd seen where she'd done a few things, but I hadn't really had a chance to watch her. And like I said, I was just kind of, she was too. A little too bubbly. faced for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we had the triple threat match, which was Anakin Murphy, um the Illuminary Jacques and Devontae Knox. Um these guys are all some junior heavyweights that have um, actually fought against the champ uh Jim Carrot in the past few months. And they were just doing a triple threat. They didn't say if it was for a number one contender spot or anything like that, just I think just kind of to show their this their chops. Okay. Um, but no one ended up winning that because Jimmy Carrot actually came out and beat up all three guys and they called the match.
0: So can we assume there's going to be a four way down the road between those four guys then since there was no contest?
2: I'm not sure if it's going to be a four way. Um, I've got my ideas of where it might be going. I, there, with what the main event was because the main event was jimmy carrot versus um matt Fitchett, out of st louis anarchy um aaw um he so i'll get to that match here in a minute uh-huh. and i think i'm not sure what'll happen because they're getting ready for lethal lottery in may nice so i'm not sure how everything's going to play out uh,
0: lethal Lottery's uh, not nearly used enough uh staple of the old wcw I'm, I'm always down for lethal lottery stuff
2: yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping these matches will go over and actually i do have a few matches that haven't been announced yet that i've got the um no down low on those so i'll say those here at the end
0: yeah she, she warned me she's gonna have a scoop when uh once we get through <laughs> the rest of the card here so
2: um, I'm trying to hurry. We only got four matches left. We got the tag oh, match, which you in, guys no knew rush. about, which was
0: you take your
2: time. <laughs> the premiere. premier yeah, going is... on the kitchen,
1: get a beer. We'll be back.
2: <laughs> well, okay. You guys could do that. Um, the premiere, which is SK Bishop and Campbell Myers came out. Um, Camaro was not there this, this time, mm-hmm. uh, from what I heard, he was facing Josh Alexander down in St. Louis. So I, saw that. I don't know how that turned out, but, oh,
0: but I hope match. it went well yeah Alexander's one of my favorite guys in the business right now so I'm sure that was just a real banger of a match I'm hoping to find some video of it here before too long
2: Uh, if you find it you better send it to me
0: too because I really want to see it if I find it it'll go on the page on Facebook so works for me Dwayne,
1: Um, Kyle, and Hammer we do see you guys
2: Um, the premiers, so they came out, they were supposed to fight Country Air, uh, but Premier came out and told the audience how Country Air really didn't deserve a title shot, so they didn't even bother to bring their belts and told them that they weren't getting one tonight either. Country Air is Doc Simmons and Zach Hendricks. Um, I think they're down around the St. Louis area also. Um so they ended up having a fight well while Premier was doing their talk out in the ring you hear chains going on in the back and conley which we'll talk about here in a minute too um is kind of their lackey he's been their muscle um beating up the guys before they get in the ring mm-hmm. um to make it easier for the Premier.
1: nice
0: nice
2: so how mean. uh go ahead
1: oh i just said how mean
2: <laughs> oh it's great it's awesome <laughs> um so the premiere uh country air got drug out by a chain and thrown into the ring mm. um the match went great Premier does a lot of the old school tag team stuff yeah uh, slapping the hands to make the refs think that they've tagged in and out oh yeah just a lot of the good old
0: stuff yeah they're a really uh, cool throwback tag team i enjoy yeah. them
2: they're very good i i enjoy them also And but anyway, uh, Country Era actually ended up winning, so they have earned their chance at a tag match. Nice. Um, And I believe it's going to happen in May. Okay. So that was one of the matches. Um, Then we had our intermission. Then we come back. It's Joey O'Reilly and Saben Gage. Um, I know you said you've heard of Joey Mm O'Reilly. I don't know. Have you heard of Saben Gage? I have not. Okay, he's um, actually been training with Ali, Mustafa Ali, okay. up in Chicago. So Very nice. um, he's really good. He's a he's a cruiserweight uh, or junior heavyweight. This match was fine. Um, it was more to pay fan appreciation just because since um, Cam- Camaro wasn't there, Joey won a tournament last month that he's supposed to get a t- title shot at the heavyweight belt, but I'm not sure when that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sabin's been fighting really well. Um, I I hope one of these days they'll actually maybe give him a push at one of the titles. He was in with a lot of the junior heavyweight stuff last year when Lander had the title. Um, so I'd really like to see them kind of push him a little bit. Okay. Conley and Lander, Mad Dog Conley and Jake Lander. Um, Jake Lander, he's done a few things up at Evolve, he's been in a couple matches up there. Conley's been doing a lot of stuff here around um independently, but this was a bloodbath. It was a complete bloodbath. It wasn't is... intentional, right? It was definite hard way. So and this is the one you sent me the pictures
0: if... of earlier, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, and actually, I I'll just tell you guys about it. it they just beat the living crap out of each other. It was no holds bar or no disqualification. So it was just basically, a i'm gonna kill you that's how it's gonna go um zero one uh, actually released at six o'clock on their youtube channel the entire the match in its entirety um it also the zero one actually apologized for the match because of how I much had, blood there was in it. i had seen that and they but... did that on their page yeah uh lander went over in that one okay. sorry if i just ruined that for everybody oh no no,
1: no spoilers <laughs> But, uh, so i think lander- after it's happened considering it's not nationally televised and right probably dwayne is probably not trying to find a copy on youtube no. i think you're okay to It'll give probably us be a few weeks
0: before it's on IWTV. but uh so lander is probably the number two guy behind camaro in the pecking order i would say right
2: right now he is um and he's really good and see the thing is that bloodbath happened and there was still a main event oh that wasn't even the main event that wasn't the main event wow
1: did they get out the bleach? Uh,
2: they did actually. They yeah. did a lot of cleanup. That was about ten minute break in between to try to get there everything cleaned up. No DNA up so could... left
1: behind.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sure there was some still left because uh, there was a lot of blood. But they uh, they they did get things tried to get things as sanitized as possible. I was really pleased with how well they were trying to get everything situated. Um, the main event was actually the gunslinger Matt Fitchett versus the champ Jimmy Carrot.
0: Okay. This is for the junior heavyweight championship?
2: This is junior heavyweight,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Oh, did, did Menders, was, Menders just disappeared, I think. Oh. Yeah, her connection shows, but Menders, if you can hear us, you might have accidentally hit mute or dropped your phone in a bathtub or I don't know. <laughs> I hope not in the bathtub. Then. We don't know what she's doing <laughs> right now. This is true. I mean, she's talking wrestling. She could be doing anything right now. This is her leaving the listeners on the edge of their seats. Too. Ah, this is the this is it. The spoilers are coming next. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm looking and everything's good, but Oop. oh no, she muted and unmuted. Okay. Uh, Zoom is not muted, so she's on it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, her video's working. Hey, we can see you. you. Well, we can't hear you. Your muted. mic is down. But it's, it's your mic, not the Zoom app. Maybe your actual mic is unplugged or... How's that? There it is. There we go. We got you. Is that better?
2: Okay. Yep. Now it works. Sorry about that.
0: It's, all right. it's like we said, you were leaving the uh, listeners uh, on the edge of their seat about And the now event.
1: here come the spoilers, <laughs> folks, and the main events and all those secrets she's got for you.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Carrot, uh, um, he's been the champ in September when he made Lander tap out. This was... A great match, but unfortunately, since it happened after that bloodbath, everybody was just exhausted. Mm. Um, it was so emotional with the blood, with the that other match that this was classic good guy versus bad guy wrestling. Um, Carrot right now has his um kind of a little he's called the powder keg. Um, he kind of has a loose gun, a little bit of a loose cannon. He has his uh general or his uh, friend basil that he listens to that is a basil. mass that he wears out to the ring okay. so kind of a little bit of a lunatic okay. um he attempted to or he thought about using a chain in the middle of the match and that didn't happen and guess what since he attacked those three guys earlier in the evening mm-hmm. guess who came out and distracted <laughs> the ref and while one guy distracted the ref, while well, the other three attacked him. Okay. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, in uh, mm-hmm. in the GCW, I've noticed that there's not a whole lot of storyline going on, which is I kind of find, you know, that like WWE, these guys, well, Nard especially, but a little bit Mark, complain WWE storylines have gotten a little boring, weak, blase, whatever. I don't know how much AEW does, but I know they do some. Zero one. Do they have storyline, or is it just like we're just gonna pit these two guys against each other, and you guys are gonna go crazy?
2: They usually they try to have a storyline, like you, at least with the champions. um Anytime it's a championship thing, you can bet it's probably gone on for uh, three to four months sometimes. Um, so they usually do have a lot of storyline that they try to put into it, which I think is why I really enjoy Zero One a lot. They have a lot of, they put a lot of thought into it. So it's, I enjoy it a lot.
0: So it kind of reminds me of uh, IWA Mid-South back when I, I'm, I think they still do it now, but it was there. They had two or three big storylines. just like you said, usually revolving around a title, but then a lot of the matches were attraction matches where they would bring people in from around the country to go with their local guys just to make almost like a, like a dream match sort of, you know what I mean? right so it yeah like, it sounds like um, zero one's kind of the same way a little bit it
2: is i i, I think and i think that's why i mean i don't know if this is saying much but um back in december i actually got to meet sunny because she was down at zero one right um but they've they've brought in i know the boogeyman's been there um billy, they've uh billy, billy gunn, was gunn was just yeah. there in august um so they've they've brought in some big names to kind of have those quote-unquote dream matches um but actually with that main event carrot ended up losing the title because the ref never caught the guys beating him up Uh. so i'm sure that's not over because as carrot left the ring he said he announced that it wasn't over nice and so i'm not sure if he's going to go directly back after if he'll go directly back for his title or just kind of the storyline that he has if he's maybe going to go after those three guys again so we'll, we'll see if it ends up being like a four-way, a fatal four-way, or what. So I'm hoping we'll yeah. know a little bit more as it gets closer you, to May. You never know. Maybe we'll get or, a,
0: maybe we'll get another war games match out of it. That,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I, I saw I that last one. That. that was nuts. But, it so, was nuts.
2: I was there. Yeah? I was actually there. Nice. So yeah, I saw that match.
0: So from the sounds, it sounds like you think like maybe the uh, the Shazam match should have gone in between the last two matches to kind of give the fans a chance to kind of collect themselves after the super violent match.
2: Or even if it, if it would have been up to me and I know you want to keep your titles at the end, but they had built the story between Conley and Lander that they were ready to kill themselves Mm -hmm. um, or kill each other over that. I really, if it would have been me, I think I would have put Matt Fitchett and Jimmy Carrot on before the Conley and Lander match, since they didn't know for sure what was going to happen. Right. And apparently they knew there was going to be some blood because the ref came out to the ring with gloves on. Okay. So, if you knew there was going to be f- some blood just to kind of keep everybody safe, I feel like they should have done the Conley-Lander match yeah. last.
0: Yeah, and like we were saying, Lander, aside from Camaro Jackson, is probably the top guy in the in the company. So, it makes sense to have him in the main event. But... yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye. Hopefully, that show gets put up on uh, IWTV pretty soon. And for the people that are listening, it's uh, independent wrestling TV. It's an app on your Amazon or on wherever on your phones where you can get a ton of really cool indie promotions that put their shows up on there so you can catch up and see what's on there. And that's where I get a chance to see the, uh, the Zero One product. So...
2: That and uh, they have their own YouTube page, and they actually put more up on the YouTube page than they do their IWTV here recently.
0: Okay, I'll have to check um, that out
2: too. And I'll send you guys the link if you want to put it up on the actually, on the yeah, page.
0: put it, put it yeah, in the chat here. here. Yes, yeah, so I just uh, yeah, either put it in the chat here or just okay. if you want to post it to our page separately, you know, yeah, that'd be great.
2: I can do that here in just a second. I've got a bunch of things open on my computer, right, so right. close <laughs> down
1: um, the uh, porn hubs, close them down we don't want to listen in the <laughs> no, Come Marco. to the mic.
0: Um, so do you guys
2: want the scoop on what is to come?
0: Now you promised a scoop. So you you can't get out of here without giving us a scoop. So,
2: all right. So uh, the two, there's two shows the end of this month and that's Saturday, the 28th. All, both of these are going to be at Matt Toon at the Burgess Center. Um, so far, uh, as of, I've heard from Dave today, Saturday, the 28th, the only match that has been scheduled so far is Cobra versus Gary J. Okay, and I I don't know if you've seen Gary J, but he's kind of been around a lot. He's really good. I'm really excited about that match. And then Sunday, um, Gary's going to have a rough weekend because <laughs> he's got Conley then again on Sun- Conley from the Lander match on right. Sunday. Okay. Um, and then the big thing that I thought was really cool: MLW's national open weight champion Alex Kane. Oh, nice. Well, will be making his zero one debut against Camaro Jackson.
0: Nice. Is I'm assuming that's going to be for the uh, for the title. I
2: I don't know if it'll be for the title or not. That they did not tell me that. What for the MLW title?
0: Oh, for, the, <laughs> no, for the for the zero one title. I I figured the MLW. Yeah, title, I, I know. I was just giving you a hard time.
2: Um, but I'm I'm hoping. I I know Camaro's probably going to have a rough weekend that weekend too and i think that's i think he calls you guys then on that tuesday after
0: uh he will be with us on the 31st and i think you're actually going to be joining us for that one if i'm not mistaken
2: i'm hoping
0: i was supposed to be your in studio visit wasn't it
2: yeah i'm planning on it
0: we drink terramana yeah but okay got I th- it i think we fail we don't have any terramana today on this no. the rock's birthday
1: we also don't have a tequila narge in the house this is true I'd send the kid to go get the tequila, but there's yeah. a
0: slight complication. Yeah, like a, about a five-year complication. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: but that's about all I got, guys. So, okay. well, um, well, I got a couple. don't forget
0: it. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, how was the crowd at the show? Was it a pretty good turnout?
2: It was a great. It was probably the best turnout they've had so far this year. Okay. Um, it there was lots of people there. They sold out front row um there were people standing in the back. It, I mean, it's not as crazy as like a GCW show. Um nothing is. But it <laughs> is right. <laughs> but it was for an for a local indie show. It, there was quite a I I would guess probably around 250 300 people there.
0: Nice, nice.
2: Just guessing. There was quite a few. So, um and then I know too, I guess I'm kind of the indie local wrestling girl around the area. Um, I know there's a show coming up this weekend with New Wave Pro, and I know they're on IWTV. Um, and that one Mike Bennett's actually going to be at. That's in Terre Haute. Oh, nice. And then in two weeks on the 20th of May is hybrid wrestling. And I'm trying to. Think who all I know they have a six man um, match that's going to be on there, but I've kind of I guess I've kind of taken up going to all these little the the smaller shows and it's they're so much fun, and they don't cost a whole lot. Everybody that's there is awesome. um The wrestlers are actually out; you get to meet them. They're great. It's a lot of fun. So
0: nice, nice. But, I love the atmosphere of a good indie show because. It's like going to a, a little convention, you know, because you get a great show, but then you just get to meet the fans, and the wrestlers are always out, and just it's just a really fun, like party atmosphere usually.
2: Yeah. So everything that's going on. Oh, I was just I just found it. The uh, for the six person hybrid eliminator, which is going to be for the title. I don't know how many people you might have heard of some of these people. Aaron Atlas is one of them. He does a lot in the Indiana area. Marcus Mathers. He okay. was really good when i saw him I've seen billy him. starks
0: okay yeah
2: I've seen um him. sam knight uh,
0: the name sounds familiar i don't think i've seen sam knight though
2: yes yeah, sam um he's a local guy um and cameron saturn which is with uh i don't know if you've heard of don't die miles they're uh, in shooters don't die type of group can't, so I can't and then I they have. still have a sixth one but it's vacant so i'm not maybe. we're not sure who's going to be in that one yet Big surprise so. maybe yeah, we'll see. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so, that looks like that's their big thing. Oh, and I guess the mecca, Brian Johnson, is going to be there.
0: Oh, nice. I saw him in Ring of Honor. He's a yeah. damn good talent. He had a pretty fun match with Danhausen, I remember seeing in Ring of Honor not about a year ago, I think. But
2: I said, last time I went to Hybrid Pro, I actually got to meet Shannon Moore. So that was a lot nice. of fun.
0: Prince of Punk. Nice.
2: Yeah, well, so so he, he that was a good he time. He didn't sing,
0: did he? Like his old three count days?
2: Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> he just he he was real impressed with uh, Miles. Don't Die Miles? Um, and that that guy is definitely gonna be moving up soon. He's really good. Awesome. Um, So I just hope that because uh, he's actually the champ right now at New Wave Pro, and he took out. Uh,
0: Oh, shoot.
2: Solomon Tupu. Okay. So, there's a lot of shows that go on. I think I actually go to a wrestling show about once a week. So nice.
0: nice. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we can uh, figure out a way to get a little jumping the rail presence at some of these shows going forward. I mean, we have a flag and, you know, we have t-shirts now. So, here here comes Mo Money, Uh Mo Money,
1: Mo Money. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right.
2: I saw the one shirt, which uh, the wrestling is real to us. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: That, that one's the newest one. It's still real to us. Damn it! It Says on the back.
2: I'm loving that it's one. <laughs> of, it's kind
0: of our mantra. So, so yeah, we got a few. Hey, up. Speaking
2: of, are you just going to hold my T-shirt till I come up in May?
1: That I, was the plan, I think. Because uh, I will have your
0: stuff okay. when you come here. I'm still working out. I'm not very smart when it comes to shipping, so <laughs> I'm still trying to figure all that <laughs> stuff out. For everybody that's waiting on something for me, I have not forgotten about you. But, not uh, a problem <clears throat> all right well thanks to... for having me on guys oh, i man, appreciate this... it i'll thank see you in a couple weeks thank you for the report and uh we'll be doing this more often when they have shows we'll have you call in and just kind of give your two cents and uh, yeah. hopefully we'll be able to make it to some of these also and have more of a back and forth about it
1: yeah definitely and uh if there's any talent down there that you think would be interested oh, in getting interviewed yeah get and... them the get them the page info and say hey look man get yeah. in touch with these guys they'll interview you they'll yeah. make you look good or to, you know, do right. whatever the
0: hell it is you need yep. them to do. Yep. After oh, you get okay. your shirt, you have <laughs> to wear it to good. all the shows. And uh, So, Menders, uh, just to get a cheap plug before we let you go, you will be with us in four weeks on May 31st when we are talking to the zero one one heavyweight champion, Camaro Jackson, which we're looking Hopefully forward to. Hopefully he's still the heavyweight champion. If he's still the champion, uh, let me know. That way I can take it off of the little <laughs> bumper that I put up before. So it's not Well, we there.
2: won't know till Sun. Well, I don't know if it'll be Saturday or Sunday or yeah. I- I'm – I don't know. We'll I'm, see. But I'm going to both shows, so it'll be it all right. I'm going
0: to try to at least the one on Saturday, but we'll, we'll have to see. But, uh, Menders, okay. thanks a lot. We're going to let you go. Uh, thanks for uh, calling in.
2: Yep, not a problem. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. Thanks, Menders. And with that, as if on cue, our, we uh, got our guest tag team Mr. Gibson is in the house. The Zorro, no money nobody. to you tonight. The Zaro Clubhouse Lounge Radio. Keith Gibson is with us. Keith, how's it going, That's buddy? Right good
4: That is no money to you both of you tonight okay Oh, i'm in character tonight all night long all right all righty then <laughs> no, no, no i'm kidding
0: i'm good guys how are you oh we're great we're, we're narges so it's a little more quiet here i don't have to listen to anybody talk about how great hulk hogan is for once which is nice
4: you know you put a thing up on, on the um facebook page the other day about who was uh you know your favorite wrestler and greatest wrestler and I put Hogan was, down as the worst wrestler of all time.
0: That was Narj's doing. I almost put him down as the most overrated, yeah. but I couldn't take Goldberg out of that spot. Yeah, that's, that's tough to do. But, yeah. uh, no, I'm good, worst. guys. Things are good. Uh, it's a little chilly out tonight. but uh, A little bit. Just know, a touch. little misty.
4: Yeah. Just got on t-ball practice with my daughter for the first time, and she loved it. So proud papa tonight. Oh, I and, thought uh, you were the
1: guy practicing t-ball.
4: Well, you know, I'm about the same height,
0: uh, but it's <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, ready to talk some wrestling. A lot of things to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, I guess for starters, you know, I mean, the big, I guess the big subject is a backlash coming up in uh, about a week. Big pay-per-view. This Sunday, yeah. This coming Sunday. uh, The big thing is they changed the main event. It was supposed to be a tag team unification match, but they changed that to a six-man now. I'm not sure why. I mean, it could be anything from card subject to change, or Vince woke up one morning and had a change of heart, or... uh, i don't think they know what to do with roman yeah i think they're just starting this feud with drew which i think is the right call to have them right together agreed but they can't they haven't really done enough to have the one-on-one match yet so i think they were wanting to put roman on the show that'd be my guess
4: that, that's i'm right with you there on that one mark and the fact that um you want to get him on the show to draw in oh yeah um and, and he just wasn't there and you just don't want to throw him into something, but yeah. They kinda of have here. Yeah. I, to- I was actually excited about the unification of yeah. the tag team titles. I'll be honest, um, but
0: if I can be honest with you, I think they need to save that for a bigger show. Backlash is a very middling like middle right. of the road pay per view usually. But uh I would say if they could say that for SummerSlam, I think that'd be perfect. I think, I think they think
4: are if- too and I think that's what they're setting up to do and and uh, yeah, without a doubt, I, I I agree with you on that too. But I'm I'm excited for it regardless because I think it needs to happen. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that very well
0: happening. Yeah. But back other than that,
4: there's not a whole lot to look forward to someday, to, no, to, In my there's, honest opinion,
0: there's some interest. Like I don't think there's going to be a lot of bad matches per se. I think the matches are going to be fine. Just I don't know if the paper the card doesn't seem like a pay per view card in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not uh, pay-per-views anymore. They're prime pre- live events. Premium, come on. Our premium, premium live, live events. events. Yeah. But I am assuming the main event's gonna be Rhonda and Charlotte. I quit match for the uh, women's title. It's just the you think? show this week. I don't think yeah. that's I don't think that's main yeah. event. Oh you by the way, so. we're hosting that. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna Keith, do that here Sunday.
4: Keith, you are you coming, oh, gonna come hang okay, out? Okay, well. This? I guess I have Sunday pl- uh, And actually no, I will be coming back from Garth Brooks in South Bend and it's Mother's Day, so I will be spending that at home with the wife of my
0: mother. So. Smart answer. <laughs> I will be working, then calling my mother, and then we will be here. And yeah. uh I'll I wait. no back to back to someday. I don't think Ronda
4: and Charlotte close the show. I think Roman and, and the bloodline close the show.
0: Okay. I I would be fine with that also. I mean, I think Ronda and Charlotte have some work to do to make up for what was pretty much a flat match at WrestleMania. If you ask It me. was. I mean, it could have been so much better than it was. And it, uh I think the I quit. Rhonda,
4: Rhonda just does. I don't know if it's 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 just me. I don't know about what you guys think, but she seems the one who's flat. I don't yeah. just
0: I don't get that spark from her anymore. It, it seems like she's not a hundred percent in. Right, like the heart's not there. Right, and to get a flat match out of Charlotte is really saying something. Because I don't, I can count on one hand how many bad matches Charlotte Flair's had.
4: Me too. Yeah, I agree with you on that, uh, it, it, and I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's Rhonda who. Just it's going through the motions. That's what I see with her every week. I mean, either she needs a manager who could talk for, her because her promos have been awful.
0: Heyman, <laughs>
4: um, um or she need yeah, Heyman would be perfect. Uh, but you're not going to take him away from the bloodline. No, um, <laughs> Dan Lambert. <laughs> I would like to. You know who I'd actually like to see with her? I think exactly. you, you might think I'm crazy, but L.A. Knight. You know, a what?
0: guy who could talk. He's. Great talker. I love that he came up as a manager, to because if he just came up as a wrestler, he would have got lost in the shuffle. But, Agreed. I mean his his meal ticket sat mouth of his. He mm-hmm. best pipes in NXT when he, ever since he showed up. I like that they're putting him with guys like uh, I think it's Mace and Mansoor, right, or with him.
4: Correct. Yeah. And, and those are uh, is it really, Mace or is it T Bar?
0: Uh, mace T Bar is Dijak.
4: That's right, you're correct.
0: Okay. But uh both those guys really need a mouthpiece. I won't be surprised if Shanky joins that fold now that he's split up with gender.
4: Yeah, that uh that didn't make much sense to me either. That kind of came out of the blue to me. Uh there was you know, they didn't build any dissension or anything besides one week. Right, right. right. And here it is, and then done. Okay. He's right.
0: like, Why can't I be like Veer? <laughs> right. Who I'll tell you what. That's I- not gonna last long. <laughs> I like what they're doing with Veer, though. They're just having him just plow through jobbers and just destroy everybody. I think that's the right way. But you can
4: only do that so long until you've got to have someone else step up. And I think think he's the guy that almost needs to step up to Omos. Interesting. Not Bobby Lashley. Put him against Omos, and then you could build some, but slow build it.
0: Yeah. But out of the baby faces, who do you think should be then like it's got it's got to be mysterio right they've got they started their little program a few weeks ago so i think he's got to be veer's first like big opponent ray or dominic either one i think it's got to be ray because i mean because he's so that's that's a great question
4: because we haven't seen him for a couple weeks
0: no um
4: you know if it's dominic i don't know if he's taking some time off or what um i guess yeah it'd have to be Ray if you go back to it but if you wait another week to get that back going maybe you're just people are forgetting about it already too
0: that's true yeah they uh the wwe universe is notorious for having a kind of short attention span when it comes to storylines yeah. unlike us uh, so i actually like my, my big with, thing for uh,
4: sunday which i think she actually should main event which i think the bloodline will mm-hmm. is aj and edge i think they built that right since uh mania Mm -hmm. i think it's the only story that's been built right besides the tag team unification which is now six man uh but i i'm excited for that that one match yeah because i i have a feel there's there's something else coming cooking there's there's something cooking with judgment day i have or or whatever you want to call it
0: yeah so everyone i'm still getting used to hearing judgment day and not thinking of the pay-per-view me too (laughs) but uh what I'm thinking is everybody's talking Rhea Ripley to be the one to join up with uh, Judgment Day now. After this past Monday, what if it's Bauer? What if Finn Bauer oh. came out and bailed AJ out as a red herring and then he screws AJ over on the pay-per-view or on the premium live event, I'm sorry? Um, ooh, I, I never thought of it that way. It didn't occur to me until this morning.
4: But... but could they? Well, that's, that's, that's a good thought. But with them doing Bullet Club and uh, the whatever you want to call it, the hand thing at the, the end, I guess they call it the Monday night. I think Vince is going to try to, I think he'll try to capitalize on that because that's what AEW is doing too. And uh, I think they're going to try to capitalize on everything they can.
0: I'll tell you what, Bullet Club kind of has been taken over between everybody, between New Japan, they had a huge presence this past weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw anything of that, but several... I read stories. about it. I didn't
4: get to see any of it, but I read about, about
0: it. A great show. I watched it on Sunday. Uh, AEW, obviously, got the Undisputed Elite. Uh, Impact's got Jay White and his subgroup uh, with Chris Bay and Hikuleo, I think. And mm-hmm. then uh, WWE with Balor and AJ. It seems like Bullet Club's everywhere these days.
4: They are, and I think... Uh, and they're getting hotter and hotter again. Yeah, which I so... love because
0: I love the Bullet Club, and I was very disappointed after... Cody and the Bucks and Omega split. They kind of started taking a backseat in New Japan. So I'm glad to see them getting some steam back. And uh, Juice Robinson joined them up uh, this weekend. Which is- Yes,
4: he did. Yeah, and, uh, in New Japan, so um I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't you know, I'm, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to just enjoy it's, it. It's a There's so many options and fan. so many availabilities to watch and and so many new guys coming in. It's fun. Yeah. It really is. It
0: it it is. It's definitely fun, and uh, like I guess if you keep an open mind and you don't overthink things, it's 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 magical. It's just best so on earth, you know. But uh, New Japan they announced the uh, Dominion show coming up, and that's going to be uh, Okada and Jay White for the title, uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. I need to be more specific for our listeners. But I think Jay White needs to be their world champion. I do too. I agree with that. Especially with Forbidden
4: Door coming up. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I'm anxious about pay per view as well. And I'll call that a pay per view because it is a pay per view. It is a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Um I am there's so many different things I could do with that pay per view. And so many different matchups and so many different guys they could bring in and, and it's just, I'm I'm excited for that just to see what they do with it. If they do it correctly, it could be huge.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm guilty. I I talked a little shit last week after they announced it. <laughs> I, I put my money where my mouth is. I I booked my my dream card for that show and dared Tony to do better. Which <laughs> I think North right. really Tired of me talking shit. Tony Did he? From. I don't know. He hasn't announced any matches yet. So. Oh, okay. But I put, I've, I've got my thoughts what I want to see on that show. And if it was up to me, it'd be a 10-hour show over two days because there's so many people. You, could, like it, you could. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm right with you. Why not?
4: Why If you have this opportunity to do this, why not do what WrestleMania is? I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime okay. opportunity to really
0: stick it to WWE. I'm telling you, and it's not even about sticking it to WWE. This is about giving the fans something that they haven't seen, which is a legit card with dream matches that they can really help build the brand overall, both brands. I mean, new Japan is starting to get their foothold back in the U S with their access deal. And there's this forbidden door concept that Tony has been doing for the last year has really been falling flat for the most part, if you ask me, and this is a chance for him to really double down and make something out of it.
4: Well, that's what something big has to happen out of that pay-per-view. Without a doubt, something big has to happen because it I I I don't like keep saying this. I don't like agreeing with you this much, Redman. Um
0: <laughs> uh, the Narcest
4: fact way. that it has fallen flat. Uh, you know, the Forbidden Door, great, you know, but what really has a Forbidden Door been?
0: It's been honestly Impact has done better with it than AEW has. I, I agree. I I actually enjoy I think Impact's a great show. I agree with you. They've been I did you watch the Rebellion pay-per-view? I have not got to watch that yet. It was very but good. But re- I heard it was good. It was very good. The main event was awesome. Moose and Josh Alexander for the world title. Uh, but yeah, there's things. Briscoe's showing up in Impact now. So they're going after the tag titles. So I think Impact, their worst thing that could happen is be on TV. They need to have a better platform because not everybody gets it on their cable Setups. Yeah, right.
1: Access TV, Mark Cuban's network, which is only available on some networks. Right.
0: So, people are just all they're hearing about is impact, and they're just thinking about when, like Hulk Hogan TNA from 2010, that was the drizzling shit. Awful. But I mean, awful. That's... But it maybe had been one of the
4: best promos ever with, with Jay Lethal and Flair. But oh, yeah. uh, besides that, yeah. Know, uh, but no, then they impact's been good lately. I think they, I they have done a great job of opening that forbidden door and bringing guys in that you you don't expect guys from ROH guys from new Japan where Tony hasn't really, and I'm a big AEW fan. I really am. I enjoy it more than we're all here and SmackDown lately. lately. Um, yeah, especially like for the AEW. last probably four or five months.
0: Yeah. I mean, the shows uh, have been, I think the show it's like the booking has been lacking the last few weeks, but overall I enjoyed AEW. It's uh, I mean, I love the roster. They got, they're loaded with talent, but it's just about finding the right way to use these guys. Yes.
4: Yes. And I agree with you. The last couple of weeks have been, and ratings have shown it. Right. Last Wednesday was one of the lowest ratings they've had. I think it was a 3.7. Something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't real great.
0: Uh, but uh, Damn good. Main you know, event. Uh, I'm glad to see Scorpio Sky get the TNT title back. Hopefully, that's not going to be a juggling act like the 24 7 championship where every other week it changes. Scorpio is good enough. I think Scorpio could have a good run with that title. I wish
4: they'd make Rampage
0: two hours. And not at 9 o'clock at night on Friday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, we said y- it, yes. 6.05 on Saturdays. Come on. I am, I'm ready for 6.00. I am. I think it would be PM. perfect at 6.05 on Saturdays. Yep. I mean, it's, tr- it's tradition. I mean, Tony Khan's a self-professed super fan, so he knows about WCW Saturday night back in the day on TBS. And he's got that Turner influence now, he could say, hey, let me have a show on Saturday afternoons at
4: 6.05. Oh, thing he's going to run into is Braves baseball.
0: Uh, they don't have they play a lot of TBS.
4: 305, but they aren't on TBS much anymore either. No. I mean, I don't too... even think they're on TBS anymore. I think they're no, have just... their own Sunshine Network or something like that.
0: I think the only baseball they have, I think they may have a game of the week every now and then, and then they have the playoffs. Well, and TBS right. and so, TNT are heavy into the NBA, though. Uh, TV- TNT is. TBS doesn't do NBA. Really? They'll do the tournament, no. the NCAA tournament, I think. Oh, but, but they're not doing the the pro stuff at all. No, that's just been TNT's okay. thing. But I mean, it's just TBS and Saturday evenings is just tailor made for uh, for wrestling. It is, it is for Rampage especially, because I don't watch it on Friday nights. No, neither do I. I watch the highlights on YouTube and yeah, and I don't watch aw dark i don't i mean i'll read about it read read
4: results and read right. what happened but i'm not gonna spend my time doing it it's not because i i don't enjoy who's who's on the show is it just because it's a lot of wrestling a
0: week yeah i mean and a lot of time yeah i agree with that i mean i used to watch dark every week but then after a while it got to be in like two two hours or so on youtube it was like 10 matches I'm like i gotta space this out a little bit more and, well, that's uh, one thing with Rampage only being an hour and being at nine o'clock is the fact that
4: you weren't able to really move or progress any any storylines at all.
0: I mean, it, except for Dan needs, I don't know, there's needs a needs to change somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, right now the best thing on Rampage is Hook and Danhausen,
4: right? Which is fantastic. Yeah, Danhausen, love, Dan love that
0: Danhausen. You know, but and, uh, and Hook.
4: I mean, he, he didn't have to say five words. So
0: no. He's like his dad. I still know? don't I still don't get the hype over him. I don't. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I think whatever. He's getting there. I mean, in the ring, he's damn good. And he just has the five-minute match or so, just gets uh, gets his stuff in. I'm waiting to see him really get tested with somebody credible uh, in the ring.
4: And I, right, that's Housen, right. I don't get how everybody's all, all hyped up about him. He hasn't done anything yet. No. Show me something. I'm, I know Narge is big on him. Huge. He said he's a a hooker or whatever he's a, a hooker Yeah, or whatever he, they call him. He you now he's uh, he, he's he a, is a hooker. But... Hey, we're
1: not talking about that job Narge had to do while he was looking for work. Good lord! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're in the same boat, so
0: it's all right. Really, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but uh, but no, with uh, but uh... <laughs> I I'm trying to think. Of I don't know if you saw this. I com I posted this on Facebook. Stu Grayson has been let go from AEW. I saw that today. What the hell? Why know, would you do that? Of all the people, why Stu Grayson? Because. This is a guy that they didn't even scratch the surface with, but probably no for hold bell to bell, probably one of the top five guys in the ring in that company. And that's just my opinion, because I've always been high on him. You know what?
4: I have never seen him. Uh, I I didn't know who he was until he came to AEW. He's one of the originals,
0: Mm
4: -hmm. but he's never put on a bad match. No, he's never. Uh, every situation he's been put in, he's he's grown and morphed into that character right. that he needed to be. Looks good, and he's he's he, yeah, he, he, in shape. It's not like he's overweight or anything like that. Like it know. just it's weird that they're letting some of these guys, the originals, go. Who I don't know. I, I right. that's my only only big thing with the AEW is they're trying to bring in all these big names. And that's the same thing WCW did, and it's the same thing that, that drew them to being defunct. And I don't want to see that happen, but you've got to create your own stars. That's how Vince grew it uh, somewhat. But, uh, you know, he, he created Stone Cold. He created, he didn't really create Shawn Michaels, uh, but, you know, Bret Hart and those guys, they all came in, but right. they were young when they did it, and he grew them to that. So
1: Narge, who just could don't... be calling in instead of just commenting, I'm sure he's doing something else, Is so why he ain't calling. But uh, he says that it has to do with money. They couldn't come to terms on the money
0: that simple well money talks as the old cliche
1: goes and he says uh tony has proven he isn't going to pay for some guys past a certain point
0: which was actually smart yeah it I mean, is. we've said and many people have said AEW is too loaded like with the rosters too bloated right now so it makes sense a little bit but i i just worry that tony's going to cut the fat in the wrong place yeah cut my fat i mean <laughs> but i mean janella being gone makes sense i mean He's got. Uh, he's doing all the GCW stuff. So he's he's gonna be fine. Grayson's gonna. I think Grayson should go to Impact. That's why I think. He, I think that's the best fit for him.
4: Is Impact, not WWE, not anywhere else. I think Impact is a good fit for him. That's, yeah. that's a good call for
0: you. And, and I'm not saying he needs to go and jump right into a main event program, but if I can get a match between Stu Grayson and Josh Alexander, I'll be a happy boy. Because I think it's. I think we be all happen. would. That would be a heck match. Uh, I think it'd
4: be a, a technical technical match that could be just, you know.
0: Yeah, just so, just hold solid for hold, you know. Stu can do mm-hmm. some of the high spots. Uh, Alexander's probably the best pure technical wrestler outside of Brian Danielson Jonathan Gresham in North America right now.
4: You know, one of my favorite matches I've I've, I've watched in a long long time was FTR's one-on-one Oh, uh, last week that, on Dynamite. Wasn't that good? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that thoroughly. So good.
0: And uh, I loved all the little nods to the Brett and Owen match from WrestleMania mm-hmm. in, in that match. I,
4: You know, while I was watching, I'm like, that's WrestleMania 10. That was Summer, you know, picking up the, the different move sets and, and things they did. Yeah. I didn't it was really, pretty cool.
0: I didn't really catch it until I think it was one of them went for a sharpshooter and then the other one pulled him down and reversed it. See, I caught it when they went in the corner and did the uh victory um, roll. Yep. Yep. That, still the best finish in WrestleMania. It was when Owen did that to Brett.
4: Yep. Yep, WrestleMania 10. Everybody
0: loved Brett. I was pulling for Owen. Because I'm I'm the little I'm a little brother, so I can relate to Owen. Because he was the younger brother trying to get out of Big Brother's shadow. That's actually one of my
4: favorite WrestleManias of all time is 10. Yeah. Not to get off subject, but uh that's oh, no. one of my favorite of all time.
0: Remember the name of the show, it's okay to jump a little bit. But, uh, but no, I'm with you on that. It's uh, Not all the matches were great. The finish of the Savage Crush match was always a head scratch. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Macho didn't go to the Boy Scouts because he can't tie a knot. Right, right. But uh, but no. The... But you had
4: the, the latter match in that, that WrestleMania. You yeah. had Brett Owen. You had, you had Brett
0: Yoko, um, which I was like. Yeah,
4: Brett Yoko stars. was really a good. Yoko, man, he could work. Yeah, Yoko could work for a big guy. Yeah,
0: until he got too big. Once he yeah. started, once he said he wanted to get to like 900 pounds and then was getting really close to that. Then he just so he grew down. his grow tea beard, whatever it was. And it just kind of went downhill from when, there. When he left, when he stopped trying to be Japanese and became a Samoan. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, <laughs> but no, yeah, Yoko, I never I understood that. Guy, but, know. uh,
4: yeah, that's one of my favorites. So what, what other news do we got to talk about?
0: Well, let's see. We're still waiting uh, for our, uh, our guest to call in, uh, Joe Gallery from the NWA. So, uh, since we got him coming in, I don't know how much you watch of the NWA, Keith. The Power Hour? NWA Power, NWA USA on Saturdays. Do they? Yep, I actually uh, I enjoy
4: it. I catch it every once in a while. I don't watch yeah. it as much as I'd like to because like to, I think it's yeah. actually a really great show.
0: Yeah, Mr. Wrestling, Matt Cardona is the world champion right now, which is. Is I Aldous don't know. still wrestling? I'm sorry? I haven't watched it in probably a month. Aldous is still there, right? Aldous is still there. He's, uh, he's chasing Cardona. Right. Okay just want to make sure I wasn't wasn't too far off. No, no, not, you're not, not too far off. Uh, you know, you got your... Uh, Murdoch is still there. Uh, Jack Dane, I don't know if you remember him or not, former world champion, is their national champion right now. He's the guy... Murdoch was... was a champ after. Cause he took him from Aldus, and then Cardona took him from Murdoch, Cardone correct? Beat, yeah, and Cardona beat Murdoch. So there's kind Trevor of Trevor a... Murdoch. <laughs> Which I like him in it way, because he kind of fills that dusty void. You know, he's the blue-collar... Roughneck guy, you know, but uh that's why I like seeing him with this But Cardona and this I think, is th- is obviously the money feud. But when you're looking at that roster, you got to wonder who else is gonna step up because the Pope had a shot about a week ago and came up a little short. That's a,
4: that's a guy that I really enjoyed when he was in TNA. Yeah, I agree. And he, ne- I just don't know why he never went anywhere. I like. I don't know if WWE didn't want to bring him in or, uh, he was in or WWE what?
0: originally. Right. Like he was he was doing the Elijah Burke thing and it kind of fell a little flat. He was more of a mouthpiece than a wrestler and then he got let go. But but no, he's But
4: when he when we took the Pope gimmick though, he really worked the Pope gimmick well. Yeah. He's And I'm surprised he didn't bring it back into WWE. Yeah,
0: well, you never know. Maybe he was uh he was happy where he was, you know. But uh then you look at uh, a guy like Tyrus, the former Brodus Clay, who's in there right now, who I think is the TV champion, if I'm not mistaken, if my if unless if he hasn't lost it since the last time I saw the show and he's been doing this uh, slam challenge, like having people vault, like all, trying to come in, body slam him when either win a title shot or money or something. Yeah, he's still with the, uh, the TV champ. Yeah. Still with Idol Mania Sports Management with the great Austin Idol. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I to have on this show sometime. Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The universal heartthrob. And uh, the bane oh, of Galvin's those guys' existence. I thought I was a heartthrob. I'm sorry? I thought I was a heartthrob. Oh, you make the ladies swoon, Keith Gibson. Just one. That's all you need. <laughs> all matters. You know,
4: they're, they're, they're ladies, their ladies uh, division is not, it's not bad either in the NWA.
0: No, I am I am in for Camille. I'm I'm loving what she's doing.
4: Just- well, you have had Mickey James down there, mm-hmm. um, Terrence Rell. melina has been down there. I mean, names people you know are, are familiar with. Um, but yeah, I I think Chelsea Green, uh, of course she's, you know, with Cardona, right. So, I I think it's it's it they actually may have a better division than than AEW.
0: Yeah, my only issue is. Aside from a couple people, uh, Chelsea and Mickey, there aren't a lot of believable women to beat Camille, because Camille's—they call her the Brick House for a reason, because I mean she's awesome, she's huge, great athlete. So you gotta wonder if they have to bring somebody in to dethrone her for that women's championship at some point. Probably, um, and the, yes, but so let her run with it. You know who I think I would like to see a match with, Camille? Who's that? Jordan Grace. Just Jordan go power Grace. for power, man. I, I could see that. Dwayne remembers Austin Idol from the 80s. I'm shocked.
1: Wait. Yes, so I do too. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Dwayne remembers something from the eighties. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> don't we just mean Dwayne only remembers things the, from the eighties? The
0: future mayor of Georgetown, Dwayne Carter, remembers us. Also, an idol from the eighties. <laughs> don't, think, but either. Uh, you saw Idol Live, <laughs> didn't you? You said you used to go to all those Memphis shows back in the day. I did.
4: Yeah, we, well, Dad and I, used to go always go down to Evansville, the Coliseum, and and see all those. You know, Austin Idol and Big Bubba Rogers yeah. uh, before we became the big boss man and Wildfire Tommy uh, Rich. You know, Lawler and Tommy Rich. Somebody's uh, the dirty white Wildfire. boy. Uh, yeah, we used to go always go down there on Wednesday nights. Nice, nice, nice. Loved it. I love it. And they're doing, I saw they're doing a show down there not too long. Not,
0: maybe it was NWA or somebody's uh, doing a show GCW, at the Coliseum. GCW is going to Evansville. Here soon. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? GCW. They announced Evansville i forget the gcw yeah, that was it
4: yeah yeah it was gcw and i was like holy crap they're going back to coliseum
0: you know how tempted i am to Which just is cool. buy a like a cheap like old school bus and just cart people down to wrestling shows it'd be awesome uh dwayne you know us too well my friend just from seeing your comment i knew y'all was gonna jump on that of course we were it's what we do <laughs> But we won't when get into it. When are they in, Evansville? I'm looking, I'm looking that up right now. What's that?
4: I'm looking up when they're in Evansville. I forget when that is. Yeah,
0: I forget. Uh, Narge, you are in the thread. You probably know this off the top of your head. July 3rd. July 3rd. Ooh, nice. Independence Day. Yeah. And
4: they're in St. Louis July 1st, so.
0: Okay.
4: Either way, it would be a fun, uh, fun little trip.
0: I may or may not be working on a uh, patriotic t-shirt motif to put on pro wrestling tees nice. around independence day. All right. good idea. I'm full of You're pro wrestling tees, man. You guys are you guys are doing great. Have, have you got a lot of uh feedback from that? Uh well, we only hear back from them when I have a a bad idea <laughs> I get rejected or at the end of the um, month. when, when we, the pay- we've had a couple sales. We yeah, we're we're still getting off the ground a little bit, but uh we got uh I think six pretty good uh, designs out there and nice. more to come.
1: I agree, Narge. Indy would be
0: much better. Yeah, I would agree. For GCW? For GCW, yeah. Evansville about three and a half hours away. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't still don't know why reachful, they're though. avoiding the Champagne area, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big enough market. No, it's right in the middle. like Indy? No, Champagne. Oh, Champagne. I mean, you can come from Chicago, Indy, St. Louis. It's well, all centered. It's, yeah, but the yeah. same in the music business. We're, we're centrally
1: located to three big cities, and guess what? All these fuckers go to the three big cities. <laughs> so we're like in the middle going, but what about us?
0: Right, right. So, Everybody forgets about the little guy. I blame the U of I. Someday we'll set up a big pole barn and call the Jumping the Rail Coliseum and start running indie shows. And by big, I mean about the size of this room.
1: This room is the size of a wrestling ring, I believe. <laughs> Twenty. That's a, a little bit, a little bit smaller, but not much. Right, right, right. <clears throat> We
0: call it cozy. Right. That'd
4: be awesome. I, I, I do miss. I, I miss. I know you had. Uh, they talked zero. You guys talked zero one before. I was able to come on this evening. Uh, but um, I miss those shows in Champagne, man. Yeah. I do. I, I know Dave and those guys are doing shows down at two and stuff. And but I miss having them at. Uh,
0: Food event, right?
4: Uh, Fluid Events Center on, on yeah. Thursday nights, you Absolutely. know, because I, I was involved with them too. But I go down there, and even before that, I go down and watch the shows yeah. every week, every other week, at, you know. But I was a regular, um, just because it was good wrestling, it was in my hometown. Why wouldn't I? And right. um, I really, you know, Fluid Events Center is not even there anymore, really. No, I mean, it's I there was, in structure, but
0: when I found out that they weren't, they'd sold the building and somebody made an office out of it. It's an
1: internet provider now.
0: Yeah, have yeah, media. That's just what. Yep. That's what we need. Another internet provider. Actually, we
1: did at right. that point. Yeah,
0: yeah CCG, Now we have that's who fiber. Have.
1: That's who I have
4: now. That's who I. That's, that's who does it. So, um fiber That's what I'm on with you guys. You but anyway, no. I just I think there needs to be some place. I I don't know of a place in Champaign that could hold it. I mean the Round Barn Center. I've never been inside there. Uh, my no, wife no, tells no, me it's no, not no. that City big.
1: Center, City Center would be the ideal location. It's a big enough. That's what uh, space, I've always said. Uh, but it would. I don't know. Uh, so the capacity of the room empty is about eight hundred fifty to a thousand, depending on you know who the fire marshal is that day, type of thing. Uh, but you know they've got the big stage there, so they could technically wall off the stage in such a way. Why would you? No, use the stage. No, I mean like a ramp would, down. Yeah, well, that's what, what I'm talking entrance. about. That's what I'm saying. Wall it yeah, off yeah. as an oh, put, okay. put I got so they that. could use yeah. as a dressing area and they could come out that way. You guys could jump. Put off the ring me. in the middle of the yeah. room but i'm just not sure then what the cap becomes but they do have that upper mezzanine mm-hmm. so i mean they could you know they could they could conceivably do it at a place like the city center uh, and i think there's a market for it i think there's definitely a market i do and of um, course
0: there's always the national guard armories around here You're right there's, two, there's those there. uh
1: but yeah i think i think that the uh, city center is probably the closest to ideal location for it uh, they are all concrete floors. So you wouldn't want to have guys throwing each other around on the floors. Hasn't stopped them before. <laughs> yeah. True. City center might say no, unless you sign a bunch of
0: waivers. Which I'm, I'm sure that they have to Everywhere else they go. Right. Probably a lot of clearances and things, but. They, well, I know they when they I hosted to... the show down
4: South it, you know, we did it in a, in a high school gym and we, we didn't have mats down or anything. And, and I got, I got body slammed on the wood floor, on the gym floor. And it hurt. It hurt bad. Uh, I didn't know why I did it, but I did. I um, but uh, Yeah, way. I know I could imagine a concrete floor. I mean, that's even worse than wood,
0: right? There's
4: no Absolutely give whatsoever, you no know, give. a concrete floor. But I don't no, no, that, know. That's just what I'm saying is I'd like Zero One to find or, or a company to do some shows in Champagne. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, there's a mark. I, I agree with I agree with uh, Marco is the fact that there's a market for it. I think you could make money and, and revenue off of it.
0: Right, right. If and if I knew how to just get it off the ground, I'd start my own promotion in a heartbeat. But I don't have the money or the infrastructure to do it. I mean,
4: Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, Hello, I got a radio Mr. station. Lottery. Yeah, yeah right. I got a radio station. We can do play by play. We can we can broadcast it there.
0: I think somebody suggested that to you once that uh, yeah. we should do radio broadcast of some of the local wrestling shows. David, Cavazzo's well, you could do you can do
4: a live, you could even do video and do it just like I do a basketball game or a football game. And I think you'd get people to tune in to these local promotion, right, right, right? I just don't have time to do all that. It takes a uh, more than one person. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There's only so many hours anyway. in the day. Correct. Yes. Right, so we're still uh, I'm waiting to hear back from our our guest when he's going to be able to call in. But that's all right because as usual if you plan things too much it's not as fun, right? Let's talk Correct. about
1: the uh, subject of the day uh if it was today or whatever. The yes. Rock had his birthday and we had a bunch of people talking about their favorite rock matches. Uh, yesterday, what, what did you see
0: how the stream yesterday the Rock turned the yes. big 50. And it's uh, crazy to think that too, man. He does but not he's look 50, 50. already. <laughs> He looks like he's like That's 30. almost as
1: crazy as thinking I'm over fifty. Well, we know yeah. better than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I put a thing out there yesterday on his birthday. I asked, "Whoa, whoa, wait! Uh, not that thing. Easy. Put, Don't your, thing put your thing out there." <laughs> but I asked the uh, our adoring public what their favorite matches were with The Rock, and about everybody except for me said Hogan and The Rock from WrestleMania was one of their favorites, which is another classic case of Hogan brainwashing the masses, but. Uh, so, Keith, I don't think you chimed in if I'm unless I, I didn't
4: something. actually, you know, I'm sitting there. I was just sitting there thinking I'm like, I don't know if I have a favorite rock match. I have favorite rock moments.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, when so promos
4: and things like that, like when he he sang songs to Vicky Guerrero, <laughs>
0: um,
4: you know, I enjoyed that thoroughly.
0: I, I liked the um, rock concert.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was big into the rock concerts, um, you know, when it was um, Mick Foley's birthday. You know, those are the things I enjoyed. The Rock, it was the same. Yes, he was flashy and he was electrifying, whatever. But it was the same thing every single match. He sold well, um, but it was his promos in his mouth that I always enjoyed more than anything. Not right. his matches. His match with Hogan. It, it got the people there in Toronto. The, the fans and the star the, of that match. Canadians were, eh. So. To
1: me, that wasn't a great match. No, the fans well, Canadians made that are match. Eh at the end of every sentence. Names are eh.
0: true. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, so if I had if I had to pick, if I, I'm going matches here. There, he had a few really good matches. Anytime he was with Triple H was a classic. Uh, anytime he was with Austin was great. I think my favorite rock match was probably the last one with Austin at WrestleMania 19, when uh, Austin retired. Just because it was the, just the emotion was there, the story was there. It took three rock bottoms to beat him, which was unheard of. And uh, most people are done
1: after hitting rock bottom once, (laughs) right?
0: But no, it was just he got three times. Yeah, right. I mean, and nineteen is probably my probably my second favorite WrestleMania after seventeen, just across the board. Seventeen was good. It was, but nineteen was so good, though. Yeah, uh,
4: I probably have to go with him and Mick Foley. I mean, I enjoyed the I Quit matches. I enjoyed when Rock was a heel. Oh yeah, I more know. than when he was a face. Yeah.
0: I can't, um, I can't watch that I Quit match. Just knowing what I know now, just all those unprotected chair shots just make me wince. Oh, those headshots. Oh, yeah, man, it was rough. Yeah, the match. I think the match he had on Raw with him when uh, Foley won the title, I think, was more fun.
4: Yeah, I would I enjoyed that too.
0: Yeah. Just because fully you know, won the title. A lot of a lot of it was you might say overbooked, but it was a fun match. Austin came out and the Rock got all his shit in, you know, as is his one.
4: Yeah, and you had yeah, DX was out there. Right. right. And the corporation, the corporation and everybody. Yeah, it was a lot of people in one one place. Yeah. But the fans but went no, out it was for good. Him. Yeah. You know, but it's was... it's
0: hard to believe that he's fifty. You think he'll yeah. ever run president? I hope he does. I mean I'm usually not a fan of celebrities entering the political arena but I think The Rock could be pretty solid as a re- as a president. So doing the informal math here uh Hogan
1: Rock is the preferred choice for this and after that it's Austin Rock. That's what the uh, the fan base has said. Okay. So Hogan and Rock were the uh they got Out of of the responses we got, they had the majority. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you a match that doesn't get nearly enough credit is, I don't know if you've seen this, Keith, uh, No Mercy 2001 when he wrestled Jericho for the WCW title. And uh, Jericho actually went over in that match. That's been a long time ago. I haven't watched it in a while, but uh, but I remember it just being awesome. He and Uh, Jericho, that's right after Jericho came in, wasn't it? uh, Not long after? It was during the Invasion Angle. Okay, yeah. So... Uh, it was about a couple yeah. years after he came in. Uh, Dwayne says the Rocks uh was at the empty arena match was good. He says, yeah, I thought it was yeah. fun, but the finish was so hokey. Right. <laughs> it kind of took me yeah. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> when they had the camera zooming in on the Rock, when the forklift was coming down on him, it was just cheesy as hell, man. There's a lot of cheesiness
4: back then, though, too.
0: Yeah. All right. And, uh. Keith, I don't know if you're ready or not, but it looks like our guest has arrived. Uh, Perfect. So let me get the intro in here. Uh, Our guest is the play-by-play voice of the NWA every week on YouTube and Fight TV. Uh, He's doing a hell of a job. I think he's awesome. Uh, So we're going to welcome in Joe Galley. Joe, how's it going,
5: man? It's going great. I'm so excited to be here. Sorry about the delay. Oh, no worries. But I'm so happy to be here talking with you guys here. As I'm jumping the rail, I'm coming straight for you. Call the police. Get the security. <laughs> right. You're gonna need the handcuffs and the pepper spray.
0: We're, we're set. We're setting. We're ruining this venue. Uh, no, thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, we're uh, well. I can speak for myself, and I think for our uh, our guest co-host Keith here, we're big NWA fans, especially going all the way back to our youth. But we've been really enjoying what uh, what's been going on in the NWA the last couple of years. But uh, where are we talking to you from, Joe? Are you in uh, down in San Antonio?
5: Yeah, I'm in San Antonio. You know, I, I moved here to, for the news job. And uh, I got to say, I kind of fell in love with the town. Nice. It's a great place to be. And especially from like a a travel perspective, um, you know, oh, it's sure. dead center, middle of the country. So matter, yeah. no matter where we're doing shows, if it's going to be in the south, if it's going to be the northeast, if we'll yeah. head to the west coast, um, you know, everything's a two and a half hour flight. Yeah. So it's like kind of an ideal place. There's a lot of people who choose, I think, to live in Texas for that reason. That's why Thunder Rosa is out here in San Antonio. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot of other people that either Houston or Dallas or Austin or San Antonio. It's just from a wrestling perspective, uh, it's a great place to because, uh, you know, so you don't have an income tax, too. So, like, you right. know, you get just brutalized when I was living in California and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're an independent contractor, I mean, this is where you want to be. If you're trying
0: to sell me on moving to Texas, you're doing a good job with the no income tax. Hey, man. I was going to say,
4: I was going to say, no income tax and sunshine, I'm, I'm in. Plus, San hey, Antonio. Man. It's the home
0: of my beloved Spurs too, so that's. Oh a,
5: come on, oh boy, they are struggling. They mm-hmm.
0: are. I, I go back to the David Robinson days, though. So. Oh okay, wow. So.
5: Okay, you go way back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you notice that today? I, I saw it on social media. Uh, Billy Corgan had a Smashing Pumpkins concert here in San Antonio last night, mm-hmm. and he took a selfie, which is strange. He normally doesn't do that, but he took a selfie at the airport as he was leaving, and he was wearing a Spurs hat.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so Joe, we always start off every interview with the same $64 question. And that is, uh, how long were you a wrestling fan growing up? I don't know if I have
5: $64 to answer your question, sir. I don't know if I have that. (laughs) Let me, let me check my PayPal account. Uh, Um, yeah, of course, course. I was, I was a big wrestling fan. You know, I'm 35 years old. So I kind of hit that sweet spot of the attitude arrow when I got into it. And, you know, in elementary school, my friends all had cable. And they would talk about watching Raw and stuff like that. And I didn't have that opportunity because we didn't have money for cable. Right. Uh, so right. really, my my first big introduction to wrestling was the debut of SmackDown on UPN um, because now it's free. Now I can watch it. So I would watch it while my dad fell asleep on the couch because, you know, he spent all day working construction. right. And so I'd just be all into there and, you know, loving seeing The Rock and Kane and Stone Cold and Benoit, and Jericho and yeah. like all of those sort of characters sucked me in and you know later on i got like more into it and started you know the very earliest sort of it's not even tape trading it was like dvd trading with some yeah. friends that were into it and then you know you're you're in high school and you start doing that dumb backyard stuff they tell you never to do <laughs> That's right um and, you know <laughs> you're giving yourself concussions taking bumps in the park you know for no reason <laughs> um but then, uh, so yeah, it, it just kind of spurred, spurred from there. And I just had this kind of hardcore group of friends that, you know, we were really tight. We were all really into theater, um, but we were also all into professional wrestling. So there was, you know, uh, Brandon Taylor, who's my best friend, who currently works in the office for the uh, Los Angeles office for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, nice uh it's great that we've kind of both managed to find spots in professional wrestling and make that our careers and so we'd go over to his house and we'd all pitch in and he'd pay for the pay-per-view and we'd watch the pay-per-views while his mother megan cooked the most delicious food and so like that's kind of like the starting point of like you know it was really wwe centric for a long time um Mm -hmm. until um you know kind of out of the blue and this is really going to date myself now uh brandon found an ad in a in the newspaper which was um, the daily news in los angeles which is like the second tier newspaper but there was an ad for a wrestling school in the classifieds oh, wow. and it was a two-for-one coupon and he wanted to go and he's like you'll go and it'll be free i'll pay for it and i was like okay and that's all that's all it took for me was to take one class and you know i wasn't an athletic uh, teenager at all like i wasn't i didn't do sports I didn't. I was, I was skinny and fat at the same time. I don't know how you do that. No, I was you. that. I was just kind of doughy. That's what my my first trainer Ryan Katz, who was actually working for WWE for a while and was recently let go from NXT uh, in their operations department. That's how he described me when I started was doughy. And so uh, I just started training there, and it just became my life at that point. Like it just, I, I just got addicted to it, and then it just became everything I wanted to do all the time and so like I just started doing that and you know as as my former broadcast partner Jim Cornette would say I was working outlaw mud shows (laughs) Uh, but that's how you get your foot in the door I mean especially in the LA area it's hard to break in there isn't especially at that time there wasn't a lot of places you could have gone and I certainly wasn't going to get booked at at PWG you know I was greener than a pepper tree so I wasn't going to make that happen um, at that stage in my career. But you know, you just kind of kept grinding and eventually it led me to uh, this, this wonderful position and talking to you guys about it, which I love. This is like my favorite thing to do is just talk to people about wrestling and how people get into it and their love and their passion for it.
0: Oh yeah, I love hearing about the journey and road stories, all that kind of stuff. So how did you get hooked up with the NWA? Was it uh, Did you reach out to Billy Corgan or did somebody see uh, your work? you said you do a news job in texas so is it- mm, well
5: this this goes actually way back this goes much much further back so um i had transitioned from being an in-ring competitor to doing uh commentary and the reason for that was this, there was an opening for it for a tv show which still is on the air if you're in the los angeles area on kdoc or if you want to watch anywhere in the world on fight it's championship wrestling from hollywood nice and it's run by Dave Marquez, which uh, NWA fans may remember. He was working the podium and doing interviews in the oh, yeah. very early beginnings of NWA Power. Oh, I'm familiar with
0: Dave Marquez. Uh, and,
5: he, and he's had a long history with the National Wrestling Alliance. And he can talk your ear off about being in that in the early 90s and whatnot. But um, they needed a, a play-by-play guy because um, Todd Kennelly, who was their commentator, um, he had gotten an offer to go and work for TNA at the time uh, before it was known as impact. And, uh, he was going to go. And so they needed a guy. And so I came in my first day at the Hollywood tapings at the ocean view pavilions ocean view pavilion. I should say was the red carpet rumble, which is Marquez's version of the Royal rumble. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was just did a couple backstage interviews, but I had a really great rapport with Dave Marquez because I also had my career as a journalist and broadcast. And so he also had a career in broadcast very, very early on in his kind of career in television. And so I could relate to him on that television sort of angle. And then he, the next set of tapings, I was just sitting in the, at the, at the commentary table with Johnny LaCosto and we were calling the action. I did that for several years. And so when Billy Corgan started the, what is now known as the lightning one era, um and he was uh, having the matches between Tim Storm who at the time was the NWA World Heavyweight champion and Nick Aldis who was chasing that championship um Billy wanted to make sure that for the 10 pounds of gold series that they were making for YouTube that he wanted to make sure that that series um was shot professionally and was in a place where he would still have creative control but it would still look good and so Dave kind of, of You know to go back to the red carpet he rolled it out for for billy and his partner at the time to um have those matches and so that's the first time billy corgan heard me call matches and it was i think it was the first match that i ever called uh that billy heard was a match between tim storm and zicky dice and so after the taping um and I'll remember this, this is one of those, you know, there are some memories that are just burned into your brain and then i will see it there. But I mean, I've got this guy, here's Billy Corgan, you know, the lead front man for a band, you know, growing up in Los Angeles. I mean, I heard, I knew all the Smashing Pumpkins hits by heart. And he's looking at me and he's like, Hey, we're very serious about the NWA thing. I just bought it, but we have big plans and I want you to be the voice of it. And it was kind of a shock at that time. And I said, absolutely. Sure. Like without a hesitation, because, you know, it you, that's been one of the things that I, I kind of has gotten me to this point of days where you say yes to most, most things and you try them out and you see where you go and, you know, and I don't get burned a lot of times, uh, just, but you agree and you meet people and you learn things and that served me really well. And so in that moment where I didn't hesitate and I said, I'm your guy. Um, so I was pretty much like the second employee or perhaps third employee, depending on, you know, I don't know who signed on what contract, what day what whatnot, but between Tim Storm and Nick Aldis. But it was I was in that first, the very first person, one of the very first people to work for the company. Um, and I had no idea where it was going to be. I mean, Billy, you know, he said he had grand ideals um, to get to basically where we where we are now, uh, for sure. And I think he wanted us to be further along at this point but the pandemic you know kicked us in the in the groin just like it did everybody else yeah. who made content and um so now we're just uh we're really getting things going but i mean that was my start is it just i i happen to have uh, i had a really good time calling a match with tim storm and they like the sound of my voice and then they're like we want you to be a part of this and now i am and i'm here and i'm in the office and i'm full-time doing pro wrestling uh which is weird. You know, you know, because there was a uh, about eleven years of my life where wrestling was part time, but being in broadcast news was full time. Right, and so transitioning to that, working from home, and learning how to navigate different structures, and just kind of change my brain to the way things going Because you know, with with news, I mean, you're just going and going and going, and it's um it's a hungry beast and you're turning multiple stories a day and you're going from one scene to another scene and you're interviewing the mayor and then you're at a crime scene and then you're doing this and you're doing that now it's really more focused on sort of building this brand into what you know billy corgan sees it not just in the short term but in the long term where we could see the nwa as three years from now five years from now ten years from now and how it can grow and how it can develop and how it can become more profitable and because that's at the end of the day i mean I'm so happy what we're seeing just in our numbers for our next pay-per-view, always ready in Knoxville on June 11th. And then the tapings that are going to happen after that, our ticket sales are really good. And we haven't even announced any matches yet. So it shows that there's people that are really dedicated to this brand, that they love this brand. They know what we're going to offer, what, no matter who's on the card, it's going to be some top tier wrestling, the way wrestling's supposed to be. And so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm looking forward to just kind of keep, keep going along and being a part of this company right on
4: joe keith gibson here hey quick question for you the woi woai where you worked at are you still doing anything for them are you able to get integrate uh nwa into the news at all and, and kind of keep you guys
5: fresh in people's minds um in the san antonio area no i don't do anything more for them uh i did enough for them for the, the four years i was there <laughs> um but uh, I'll tell you if there's if there's a local angle and I could pitch it, I know the people I could talk to and I can get that story, especially for sports. You know, if, if let's say theoretically we wanted to come and do a loop and uh, do a set of tapings in San Antonio, I could definitely not only use WAI to get some coverage on it and stuff, and as you know what was also great about working at WAI and is um, it was a, it is a Sinclair station, so it's a station that up until recently owned Ring of Honor. And so there was wrestling programming on the TV, on our TV. And, and we were using a lot of Ring of Honor talent in the NWA uh, because, you know, Billy had some really great relationships with the, with Joe Coff and all the folks there at at Ring of Honor. Um, So I think that that made it more palatable for me to be like, Hey, I do this thing, but don't worry. Like, it's not just me doing this for me. It also helps Sinclair. Um, you know, and they bought that, to be honest with you, because, um, <laughs> you know, people who work in no- news don't typically also follow wrestling. and They certainly don't follow the ins and outs and read dirt sheets or anything like that. Right. So they're just like, oh, OK, as long as you, you know, if you're leaving for a few days, take vacation days and then come back to work. And you can do your thing. And they let me do my thing. And it's, uh, you know, that whole time that I'm working at WAI, those were some of the, our biggest shows that we had. Yeah. Uh, for the nwa you know with 73 and all the way back to the 70th anniversary show and mm-hmm. things like that so it's uh it was it's uh been a quite an experience
0: after uh the nwa and <laughs> tna kind of split i think it was 07 i didn't have a whole lot of exposure to the company just because we live in central illinois and there wasn't a whole lot like to get to the cable and like especially in hollywood So then fast forward to all in when uh, Aldis defends against Cody in what I thought was a great match. And then Cody wins the NWA title, drops it back to Nick at 70, I think it was. And then all of a sudden I hear Aldis on Busted Open talking about NWA power, like the day of its first episode. And I went and I looked at it and it just grabbed me because I love studio wrestling. You know, that's the old, uh, old school fan in me. Just it doesn't have to be a big arena, but uh, as long as the energy is there, I'm I'm always just down for it. So, if uh, how was that an adjustment? Like you said, you grew up watching the Attitude Era and all that. So going to a studio wrestling like environment where the fans are on one side of the uh, one side of the arena, <laughs> is that an adjustment for you? Like just from a point of view?
5: No, I don't think it was. And I think what really set me up. Uh, for success with that um, it was the time that I spent with championship wrestling and, and Hollywood and, you know, Dave Marquez branched out and started doing championship wrestling from Arizona. So I was part of that launch as well. And the way that he structured his shows was very, very similar to studio wrestling. Uh, We weren't doing them in a studio per se, because, you know, in Los Angeles, the the cost of a studio, it's at such a high premium, like just to get in the door. So we were doing it out of a theater but the, the the premise was still there i mean you set the hard cam up on the stage you put the ring where the floor is where floor seats are and you put people in the the, the theater seats right. and um and it looks like and it, if you watch you know championship wrestling today it looks very similar to uh a studio show um so that sort of helped me because it's still that same parameter and i kind of got to learn how to work in that environment uh, from kind of jump street from a commentary perspective um and you know a studio show with a smaller audience that's very intimate it shares a lot of qualities with an independent wrestling show that's not you know for broadcast at all and so if you're you know coming up in this business and you're working these small independent shows at you Uh, Knights of Columbus or your Moose Lodges or your bars or the Strawberry Festival, you know, you're you're kind of in that same environment. It's grittier and it's, you know, cheaper and you're making twenty dollars and getting a handshake. But, you know, it's it's you're still getting that interaction with the crowd that's very tight and intimate. And I think that that's what people really like about our stuff with national wrestling alliance, especially when it comes to power and NWA USA is the intimacy that they have. We have this, you know, very small core audience there, but they are so passionate about being at that show and interacting with the wrestlers. And I think that that's something you, you don't, you don't get, you know, I I've been to, you know, WWE tapings and AEW tapings and the big arenas and, and it's, it's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a whole different animal and it's its own different spectacle and looks great on television. Uh, but you miss that level of intimacy that I think people really enjoy with studio wrestling. And I think that that was really the appeal, you know, in the 60s, 70s and 80s, when you were seeing, you know, Georgia championship wrestling or anything from Jim Crockett and stuff like that. Right. And to build to the bigger events. And I feel like it, it gives you that different flavor Uh, With wrestling, like if you, for instance, like, you you know, they're a billion dollar company and they're going to, you know, blow everyone out of the water. But if you look at WWE, there's not a whole lot different compared, you know, from Monday Night Raw to SmackDown to... You know, the big pay-per-views aside, but I mean, the mo- the regular pay-per-views that they have, I mean, everything kind of has the same look to it. Yeah. And so you never get to change the flavor except at WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble. And right. when it they really do like- it, actually, you notice yeah. it, you yeah. feel it, and it's different yeah. and it kind of piques your interest more. And so that's something that we have a lot more freedom to do in the NWA. And um, that's something that you're going to see coming up. Uh, with our next loop in June is we'll be in Knoxville for two days, one day for the pay-per-view. And then we'll have, you know, uh, like we had this past week with Power Trip. It's kind of another version of that, you know, three hours down the road. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a bunch of television there. And then we're going to go uh, back to Skyway in nashville which is a one the, the, the premier place for wrestling um to shoot it i mean the, the talent that uh, is in that studio and the pre- place that they have there and the fans that live in that area there's a reason why impact runs out of that studio too mm-hmm. um so it's it's gonna be very and, and with that on a weekly basis like it changes it just changes the flavor and it makes it more interesting and appealing for your eye like you, oh now they're doing something different and even if it's not a conscious thing, I think subconsciously people appreciate it. See, I was a big USWA
4: fan, Memphis, uh, and and love studio wrestling. And when I watch NWA, it reminds me a lot. I mean, it takes me back to my childhood. And you're right; the intimacy there is just the the crowd and and the people get more. I guess your fans get get to to feel the action and and be closer to the wrestlers and be closer to everything. It just it, it's a situation where To me, I would rather watch a studio show live every day of the week than I would go to a big stadium. Um, Just because you kind of get that realness, if you will, instead of of, it's more personal. That's the word I'm looking for. It's more personal than anything uh, in a studio show than it is in a big stadium. And that's why I enjoy it. That's why I enjoy independent wrestling as well. But when you're watching a production and it's in a studio, it just takes me back to my childhood and makes me feel
5: good too. You know, and it's interesting you bring that up because that I feel like that's a big core of our audience is the people who, you know, have a, a few more years on this earth and, you know, have fond memories, you know, being kids or teenagers or young adults and seeing Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and Harley Race and all that. So we have a big core audience for that, that you have that nostalgia factor that you kind of, the that our show satiates that. But also, on top of that, I've noticed, especially this last couple sets of tapings, we are really growing in uh, a, a more youthful market. And I'm talking like preteen sort of kids, you know, the type of kids that, like, you know, marketers around the world are trying to figure out how do I get a child to not look at TikTok for five minutes <laughs> and look at this other thing that's happening. And the NWA is being able to pull that off. And we're getting really passionate kids to come into these shows and they love wrestling and they love our style of wrestling. Cause I think that they like the fact that they could scream something in Nick Aldis, and maybe he'll react to it because right. we're in that tight enough amount of space. And I'll tell you this, I, we're watching, I I'll, I'll never forget this. Our, our last go round, um, there was a match and it involved Tom Latimer. And let's say something just didn't go well for Tom Ladder in this match. There was a small girl who couldn't have been more than 10 years old. And she was sitting right behind the commentary table. And, uh, when, when something didn't go wrong for Tom in that match, she was screaming, son of a bitch. Ah!" (laughs) Like she was swearing like a sailor and I couldn't believe it. And I looked over, I was like, what? And I'm like this 10 year old girl who had no personal connection with Tom, just was such a big fan of his, and she and even though he's a heel, I mean you know you're gonna get those fans out there that gravitate towards heels. Oh, yeah. and she just wanted to see him completely decimate and destroy everyone. and if he got you know had the hammer lock reversed on him, it broke her dream and it was like, wow, but just to see that level of passion
3: yeah
5: in that setting from someone who's so young and a lot of people would dismiss it and think, oh, this kid's just going to be on their phone playing Angry Birds the whole time and not actually enjoying the show we're getting kids that are like no they're glued to the action that's happening in the ring yeah
0: well i know our uh regular co-host uh narge who's not with us today but i go with him to like game changer wrestling shows and wwe shows we take his uh, his boys with me and they just they love it they're always all in they're 10 4 and 2 i think that's um, a good ages, good yeah. ages for wrestling. But their oldest, his oldest boy Kyler, who we actually had on the show a few times, just uh, pitching in. He's big into the, uh, especially the indie stuff and the AEW and all that. And uh, yeah, it's just there's more kids out there getting into it. But with WWE, it seems like they're actively trying to market to the to the kids. I don't know how successful it's been. But with you guys, I think. Being in that tight of a space, I think, goes a long way because the kids want to feel like they're part of the show and they want to feel like they're being heard. And, uh, and I think you guys are doing a hell of a job with that. But uh, the other the the other question I had is about Billy Corgan. And, I mean, everybody knows Billy from Smashing Pumpkins. You know, my brother was a big fan. Me too, obviously. But as far as, like, working, how has he been as a promoter as a a boss within the nwa it it seems like he's taken to it
5: really well i don't know when he sleeps and i'll never be able to figure it out you would think working for a rock star like oh i'll start exchanging text messages and emails with him about two o'clock in the afternoon uh no that is not the case this man is up before dawn and he's doing sound checks and he's working the show until 11 o'clock at night and we're constantly talking about wrestling and the product and the NWA and the brand. And even just talking about, you know, just some random AWA match he saw or something like that on YouTube that he was looking at. And so it's amazing to me that he has the, the, the capacity for it on a day-to-day basis. Um, but actually the thing that is most impressive with me is um, his intelligence when it comes to professional wrestling and, mm. um, the guy, I mean, he really lives it and breathes it and um, is is super he, – he's got this weird genius level, which like it's hard for me to understand how much could fit into one brain because he knows so much about wrestling and the way that he wants to see it and the history that it's had. And at the same time, he can play beautiful music on a guitar and sing. And he's written over 730 songs and stuff like that. That he all he knows the words to all of them. Right. Doesn't need a teleprompter. And it's like, wow, the, the capacity for his yeah. brain is 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 fascinating to me. And so it's really interesting to work with him and and know that he's at this level that's so high and he's thinking ahead so much further. And I, I'm trying to catch up to him. Um, so, you know, it, this is, you know, essentially if you look at the NWA and you take a look at just, um, the definition of a small business, I mean, it really is a small business, just the level of employees that we have and what we're doing. And if you look at the grand scheme of thing and grand scheme of things in the United States, we're a small business. And so he's not only this mega million rock star but he's running the small business and he's running it very successfully where we're making a product that people want. And, um, you know, we're one of the highest rated things that's on fight TV. And that says a lot because they run so much crazy programming and MMA, which is so dominant right now. And people love watching, you know, there's a lot of, I I know there's people in my family that really don't care too much about wrestling, but if you put on any sort of version of UFC on a TV, they'll watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a very crowded market space for combat sports and so but we have found our own lane and on that platform and it's it's driving traffic for them and they are super happy to have us there and we're happy to be there especially you know we've we've had great relationships with them for years and it's a pretty decent streaming platform and people get it a high quality picture and high quality sound. And you can watch it on your 85 inch TV and it looks just as good as if you're watching it on your iPhone. And I think that that's really key. And this is where we're, we're, we're not only making people happy and we're making fans happy We're we're setting seeds for much bigger strides in the, what I hope to be in the near future. And uh, we're making money, baby. That's what it has to come down to. I don't care how good your wrestling program is. If it's not turning a profit, it ain't going to work. That's right.
0: So one thing I love about Billy, it seems like he's really got a lot of respect for the tradition, especially in the NWA, which uh, I was really thrilled when he ran a show in the, uh, in the old chase building in St. Louis, which I mean, everybody who's an NWA fan remembers wrestling at the chase, obviously, Mm -hmm. but to bring that back for those two nights, it was awesome. And both shows were fantastic, but, uh, since you're a, since you're a long time fan, what was going through your mind going into the chase for the first time seeing that building with all that history to it?
5: Well, you know, not only the history that you have with it, but just the opulence of that building. I mean, the folks that might not know St. Louis have maybe never been to the chase um, as it is today. I mean, that's, uh, it, it is a very high level tier of a, hotel I don't know if it's four star five star doesn't matter maybe Dave Meltzer give it seven stars but you know it's it's a it's super like me growing up as a poor kid from Los Angeles like I felt out of place there like it was so nice and for us to be welcomed in there and to do wrestling um it was really cool I think the thing that really solidified it was when Ric Flair came out in front of everybody and Uh, you know, I was backstage when he was standing there next to, uh, Billy Corgan and, uh, Pat Kenny, our talent director and Rick turned to them and said, so what do you want me to say? And they said, whatever you want, how much time do I have? However long you want. And he goes, really? Yeah. That's what we do here. We give the talent, the time that they need to tell the stories that they need to tell. And he went out there and everyone was on their feet the whole time he was talking. Hmm. And you could just feel that emotion coming from him to where, you know, if he was working somewhere else, they probably would have said, you've got three minutes, or they would have said, here's your script, right. or we would have said, here's what we want you to plug. And we didn't do that. No. We gave him the respect and the time that he deserved, uh, especially in that space. And I think that that was a real emotional moment for Rick and for a lot of the fans in there some of which had seen wrestling at the chase either in person or on television and i think that that's what really made that moment special on a on a on a weekend where we had nothing but special moments between the you know empower pay-per-view and the 73rd anniversary and all the big matches and you know trevor Murdoch, you know beating the odds and become the nwa world's heavyweight champion You know, it's, we, we did a lot and, uh, it was very, very special. And I think people, people look back at it and I still, that is something like, you know, we've done a lot of different shows. We did a lot of crazy stuff during the pandemic to just to try to continue to make content, but us coming back and doing empower and 73, that's the thing that people want to talk about the most because it was really incredible television. And I'll tell you this, um, the hotel liked it too. Um, so they were very, very happy. They loved us being there. Um, I, the hotel, it's it's one of those things. This is America. The hotel made money, so they liked it. Right. So it 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 would not surprise me if you saw us returning there um sometime in the near future. Nice, nice.
0: So we have a couple of listeners, uh, Joe, that have questions for you. So we're gonna get to those real quick. Uh Dwayne, who's I guess we call him our super fan because he's always on as soon as we go on Uh, he's asking do you check out WWE or the other major promotions and uh, I'm trying to read what it says there to see what they have he says so like do you Um, you watch
5: the other products yeah I do Um, not religiously Uh, I've got like a few you know there. I've got a DVR that's full of episodes of Raw and Smackdown and you know it's one of those things that sometimes I'll hear about it on Twitter and go back and, and take a look at it sort of deal Uh, but you know, I've been doing professional wrestling for close to a dozen years now. And so you build a lot of relationships with people, um, and those people end up, you know, becoming stars in those places and I want to support them and I want to see what at least they're doing, you know? So I might not watch every episode of, uh, rampage or, um, or any of the other AEW programs, but you know, I'm. I'm, cl- I'm friends with Thunderosa, so if she's going to have a match, I'll probably watch that, you know, and, you know, uh, L.A. Knight, as he's known at NXT, mm-hmm. I know him Sean Ricker from the time that he was wrestling at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and so if I see a promo or I see something that he's doing something on NXT, I'll probably, you know, watch that and zip through it and i'll also watch it for selfish reasons as well you know to see you know if they're going to run a town that we're going to run i mean you know we've got the show coming up in knoxville and it must have been either last week or the week before that raw had an uh, taping there it was a raw yeah. raw was in knoxville was
3: last week, yeah. and
5: so i wanted to watch it just to see what the crowd was and it was a jam-packed arena yeah so that tells me as a person in this in the in this business side of the sport, um, there's a hunger for wrestling there, and so there's going to be a thing. And let's it, it would have concerned me if WWE was hiding the crowd because you'll notice that sometimes when they don't sell tickets, the crowd gets they don't turn the lights on the crowd, they right. keep it dark, they just put people at hard cam, they never right. drift a little bit to the sides. And you learn those things, and I kind of pay attention to those broadcast things where they try to hide it if they don't sell tickets. Yeah. But they didn't have to do that because they sold tickets. And so now I know that we have that same opportunity, that lane's open and we can take it and we can bring in maybe some other people who wouldn't want to go to a taping of Raw, but do want to see some wrestling, you know, as it should be. And so that's really gave me a lot more hope that we would be able to hit the ground running and sell tickets. And at this point, as I'm talking to you now, we are way ahead project on, on our projected where we were going to sell tickets. I mean, we really don't have any matches that are announced formally yet. Uh, and we're already selling really well. So it's, I'm, and I'm humbled by that, that people have that much, uh, drive and and love for the NWA as a brand and they know what's going to come that way. And so, but to answer your question, you know, I'll, I'll watch that. And, you know, i I watched WrestleMania, you know, it's, I don't know how you don't, you can't love wrestling and not right. tune into WrestleMania. Did I pay attention to every single match? No. Did I, you know, maybe run to the store to grab a case of beer and then come back during segment or two yeah probably so but uh, uh i still one. like to keep tabs on the people that i love uh and the people that i came up with that are you know really made their names and they're working in a lot of those other places and so i like to just kind of watch my friends do what they do
4: right on you know, not to not to get off subject here real quick but you saying i know there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and you're you said you worked in the office So when you do that and pick up on things like um, you just said, you know, hard cam and and switching left and right, is that things you've kind of learned from being in the office every day and working with the
5: NWA? Well, no, I think that it actually goes back down to me initially starting um, in in, at, at Hollywood and at Championship Wrestling in Arizona, I think that that's where I really started to learn the broadcast side of things. And also being a, a broadcast journalist as well. There's a lot of, you know, if you think about it as different as your newscast is compared to a wrestling show, if you, you know, look at bare bones definitions of it, that's similar programming, it's on your television, it lasts an hour or half hour, and it's meant to entertain you. And, keep your interest and make sure that you see a teaser before the commercial break. So that it'll take you through the commercial break. And so you'll want to stay and that's how they'll earn ratings, which then equals advertising money. And so there's a lot of things that, you know, one hand sort of washes the other in the experience that you have. And so thankfully I've I've had these wonderful experiences in television, whether it's been with news or with wrestling, and you learn a lot you learn a lot of tricks with it and all the terminology and all that sort of stuff with it. And, you know, to be honest too, when I originally came broke into this business and I was training at the pit, which no longer exists because the people who were training it went on to be, you know, stars and heavy hitters in the sport of professional wrestling, um, you know, and so it dissolved when other people became who were running, it became success- successful. Um but the idea was from, from Jump Street, the way you know we were training there, which was a little different than some of the other places that were training in Los Angeles, you can focus your wrestling training to be a really good indie wrestler, or you could focus your training to be a really good television wrestler. And if your goal is at the end of the day to make money in this business um, and in the sport, you, you want to have that television style, down, because that's where the money is. So why not just start mm-hmm. training that? And so that's a good example of what I try to do um, when I go and I help and I do seminars and guest coach over at the Dog Pound, which is owned by Jazz and Rodney Mac here in San Antonio. Is my focus is always television, television, television? Because um, you know you could train kids to take bumps and you could train them to run the ropes and you can. You know, try to give them a character and tell them where to buy gear and try to do the job safely. But if they, if you can't, also get them to unlock something in themselves to give them the potential of being a star and being a draw and being someone that not only people want to see in person but also on a screen, then they're never going to be able to really make money and make a living in this business. I mean, you could now. There's enough independent places where you could hustle and hustle and hustle and work on an indie show every other night, and there are people that are doing that, uh, but. At the end of the day, if you're doing that, at some point, you'll probably be picked up by one of these television places and you'll want to have that background in broadcast and know, you know, which way to work in that style that's effective and can draw people in and, you know, not become a boring match on television. And so there, it's all of those skills that I think, you know, it was kind of serendipity that got me to this point to where I, you know, you, you just stick with something for so long. Uh, and you just start learning every day, and so it's built up this wealth of knowledge that I have. And it. it and speaking of like the stuff at the dog pound, I was spending a lot of time there uh, during the pandemic and helping these you know young minds and these passionate wrestlers. And I can't say enough about that school. I think if anybody's in the you know central Texas area, you want to learn to be a wrestler, come to the dog pound. But um, you know, it's it's great for me to give back and and talk to those kids and and I say kids a lot. Some of them are adult. They got a sixty year old guy there oh, who is awesome. oh yeah, Haas holding. He's living the dream. Nice. you know. It's never too late. That's it's right. never too late. And he, you know what? For a sixty year old man uh, who's a rough uh, roughneck, you know, oil drilling Texas, the 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 epitome of a Texas man. Oh, oh boy, he can work. He can nice. work for a guy who's in the sixties.
0: Awesome. Hey, Mike Jackson is still doing it. So,
5: you know, yeah, well, but Mike Jackson at least, you know, started at an appropriate age. Well,
0: yeah. But I mean, he's <laughs> what, he's north of 70, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. He's still a hell of a worker. He's taking the bumps and, and all that. You know,
5: he, he, he told me that he was the one who invented, you know, walking on the top rope, which, you know, we refer to as old school because mm-hmm. that's what The Undertaker did. Uh, he says he invented it. I'll believe him what am I going to do? Disagree with them. (laughs) So, um, but like to have the, and that's the other thing that's really great about what we do in the national wrestling Alliance is we attract people who have such a history in the NWA who, you know, if you walk down the street, you go into a Walmart and you just walk up to someone and you say, do you know who Ric Flair is? The answer is probably going to be yes. Do you know who Dusty Rhodes is? The answer might be yes. You hardly race. Well, maybe now you're getting into like sort of deep water. Right. Um, but Check they're probably God not going to know who George South is. Right. right. Um, but George South is an incredible, incredible wrestler. And because we're the NWA, he wanted to be a part of this. He wanted to come in. And right. so we get guys like George South or C.W. Anderson or Mike Jackson or, you know, the list, Ricky Morton, you know, and right. now with Carrie Morton, you know, we get all of these great. People that are really the foundation that weren't like they weren't the ones that were selling all the tickets. They weren't the heavenly bodies or the free birds, or, you know, uh, they, they weren't the ones that were probably the, the top of the marquee, but they had great matches. And people who know wrestling and know wrestling history know of them, have watched them, and to have them be there and to be in that locker room, too. You know, we've got so many young athletes. Um, Particularly, you know, guys that train with tried and true out of Clarksville, Tennessee, um, for them to have an opportunity to sit down and just pick George South's brain, you know, or Ricky Morton's brain. I mean, what an incredible opportunity it is for them, and I hope they're taking oh, advantage yeah. of it. To be quite honest with you, Absolutely. because they they should be trying to like, please teach me, teach me the ways. Oh yeah, and and if you can get that, if you can get you know one piece of advice from Ricky Morton. And one piece of advice from Robert Gibson, and, and the list goes on and on. Uh, you could probably build a lot off of that. And so I think that that's really what's helping us set the foundation for our future. You know, uh, Everyone's getting older. So we got to look for w- where's our next big stars? Where are the stars of tomorrow and how can we cultivate them? And when I start thinking about that, I think about Kenzie Page and I think about Mims And I think about Colby Carino and Kerry Morton and a lot of these younger talents that we have, Darius Lockhart, Um, you know, these guys who are, you know, in their early 20s and are going to be able to elevate and stay and keep us uh, in a position to where you're going to continue to want to watch the NWA. Maybe they'll cement their own legacy. Maybe forty years from now, if you were walked into a Walmart and you ask somebody, "Do you know who Mims is?" They won't think it's the rapper from ten years ago. They'll think <laughs> it's Big Strong Mims from the NWA. Right, and so that's what I'm kind of hoping for, and what we're cultivating, and what we're trying to grow and 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 be.
0: So, uh, Joe, we got a couple more fan questions for you, real quick. Uh, Minder's, who's our kind of our war correspondent with our independent promotions around here,
5: she's asking, "What has been your favorite match to call?" ooh, that's you know what? I get that question all the time, and I really should do some soul searching and thinking about um about that because there's so many good ones and there's so many monumental moments that I was been able to be a part of. Uh, I love tag team wrestling, so just thinking recently, uh La Rebellion versus uh, the Briscoes was a, a, an incredible treat a hell of a match. uh the rock and roll express winning the titles for the ninth time in the GPB studios in the NWA arena. That's definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, Trevor Murdoch in St. Louis, just that moment. And he's, you know, the it's such a beautiful moment for him and for his family. And I love Trevor to death and just be to, to be that, you know, I try to think of it this way as like, there's a lot of guys out there that have a highlight reel that runs in their mind of the matches that they had and the moments that they had. And I'd like to think that I'm a small part of these incredibly big moments for these people. Uh, Even if it's just sort of the background noise, because obviously they lived it. They didn't need to hear my commentary. They were the ones that are in the ring. And I just imagine that they watch it back the next day, the next week, the next year. And I'm just a small part of that. So I think... If I, if gun to my head, those are kind of my choices for those that are there. But I mean, the, the, the great thing that I'm, I can say is being in the NWA is it's hard to make that decision because we have so many champions and we have so many incredible matches with those champions. And when the titles change, it means something and, and it's, it's, it's really special. And so it's hard to pick it. Uh also on the fun side, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to say that I do like a little bit of a gaga in my wrestling. And, you know, when we're having these matches with uh the the sinister ministers miserably faithful and they've added this gimp, you know, gags the gimp. <laughs> I, I just you saw know him. call it call it matches with gags the gimp and is just absolutely entertaining for me.
0: <laughs> All right. So we got a, uh,
1: one more from our listener, Joe. Keep them comments. Our listener, Joe, the hammer, he wants to know who do you think is the nicest wrestler in real life? Like just personality, good person all around that you've worked with or met.
5: You know, that's the other thing too, is our locker room attracts really great people you know you talk about you know there's a lot of folks out there that work some other places and that some of them have prima donnas and people who are full of themselves or they isolate themselves in the locker room and they don't you know hang out we we have a very communal space with our locker room and and i think that that attracts really great people um ricky morton's at the top of that list uh so is trevor murdoch so is aaron stevens um, and so was the question mark the late question mark, uh, you know, that he was fantastic in that locker room and, um, such a great guy. Um, and so the, it's hard to pick it, but if I am going to pick it, once again, I'll, I'll put Ricky Morton at the top of that list, because if there's anybody who can like, be like, well, I'm a star and I'm just going to put my boots up and I'll go out when I need to go out and I don't need to practice nothing. I don't need to do nothing. I'm gonna call it in the ring. So I don't need to talk to anybody. Uh, it could be Ricky Morton, but no, he's the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. So I think oh, yeah. I, I'd give the trophy to him, but I, it's a tight race with a lot of those guys that are in our locker room. They're just good dudes and good women and good women too. I mean, the Hex, Marty Bell and Allison Cade, they're just fun to hang out with. Like, they're just so funny uh, and fun to be with. And also my broadcast team. I can't, I can't say anything negative about them. Velvet Sky, Tim Storm medusa even austin idol (laughs) is as as loud and boisterous as he can be and as annoying as he is for a lot of people particularly velvet um you know we got this great team and, and the reason you have a great team calling the action is because you have chemistry with people that know what they're talking about and that's what really sells it for us it's like i'm surrounded by you know former world champions who love and live and eat and breathe professional wrestling and it elevates our broadcast to a whole nother level that you don't see in some other places uh, when they're calling wrestling.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah. I think if I was to make a I've met Ricky Morton several times and i have been with you. He's <laughs> such a he's a prince of a guy. But I think I'd have to say probably for me, the nicest guy I've met in wrestling has probably got to be Ricky Steamboat because he's always got a smile on his face. He's just he goes out of his way to just just be nice to you. You know what I mean? From the two times I've
5: met him. I've heard the same thing. I've, I've not had the pleasure of meeting him yet, but I have heard the same thing. And, and you never know when that might be another opportunity for us to, to meet with him. From what I hear, uh, you know, rumors on the grapevine is he lives somewhere in that Knoxville area where we're going so you never know you never know who's going to want to show up to one of our shows so i can tell you i would love to have an opportunity to meet them
0: yeah and as a quick aside you've talked about the late great question mark i love the fact you guys have the mongrovian flag up in the studio with all the other national flags like the old uh, the old studio setup
5: well we don't want to offend the great people of mongrovia i mean they they, they're such a cornerstone of uh, international trade of course, not uh, of course not. uh the, the wealth of spiritual uh, and, and training that they've given to the world. The, I mean, it's fierce, really fierce warriors in What was that?
0: They have fierce warriors in Mongrovia. Who, oh, they, karate. they
5: certainly do. They that's how they make them over there in Mongrovia. You don't want it's almost like Samoans, that's right. You know, it seems like every <laughs> other Samoan must be in the sport of pro wrestling, right? So, right, right. <laughs>
4: Hey Joe, I got a quick question for you. And you put a lot of work in. You have came uh, really far in your career so far. What aspirations do you have to maybe one day get to the big show? I'm not talking, like, do you do you have any aspirations to move forward with WWE or AEW if that call would come? And two, how often do you go back and listen to matches that you call to maybe critique yourself and see what could have been better or, or could have what you could have changed?
5: Uh, so first question, you know I there was probably a point in my life uh, where I thought it would be really cool to work for NXT and that point is gone. Um, I don't really like the direction of that product and you know, I, working with so many people that have been through that system and have told me the nightmares of working with that system, it makes it less appealing every day mm-hmm. um, but you know, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I'm very happy where I am. And like I said, we're making money and it's, and it's, so I don't need to go in to, you know, uh, the, like Jim Cornette likes to say the evil empire. Um, and I, and if I never do that, I I think I'd still have a very happy career in the sport of professional wrestling. There's so many wrestlers out there that never made it their shot in WWE. Uh, but we're very satisfied with the careers that they have. And I could totally see myself being one of them. Um, And so I think there's that. And as far as reviewing tape, you know, initially that was the, one of the hardest things for me to do. Uh, Even way back in the day when I was, you know, breaking into the business and uh, to rewatch matches, like it was like uh, everything, even if it was something that was fine, like you, you, I'm my worst critic. Um, But, it, you break yourself of that because you have to. If you want to be successful in this business, you have to break yourself of that um, of that habit. And so you 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 just have to grit your teeth and start doing it, and then it becomes not so bad. It's sort of like it's like nobody wants to jump into a cold pool the first thing in the morning. But if you do it enough times and you force yourself to do it, you get to a point where you almost look forward to doing it because of the the challenge and the reward that you get out of it because you did it. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And so like it's that being able to do that, like I noticed for here's an example, starting out in the business and then I started to review tapes. I was using the word exciting way too much. There are so many other words to explain excitement and you don't have to use exciting. And so like, I was like, wow, I say that a lot. And so I had to just, and I don't know if anyone else would have noticed, but I noticed. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed me to kind of, you know, venture out and try more colorful vocabulary to describe professional wrestling and I know that there's some terms that I'll kind of fall back on and there's, it, everyone does it in language. If you just kind of study the art of language and where people go, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that go mm, uh-huh, and make these little noises as they continue to talk. And, you know, if you're in broadcast, you need to break yourself of those habits because you can grind people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only way to do that though, is by watching the tape. And, um, But what's great is when I get to watch the tape, I get to rewatch these great matches, um, which, you know, the way that we do things in the NWA and how we tape multiple episodes at a time when it comes to NWA power and NWA USA, I don't really get to enjoy it because we're just slamming and we're going hour after hour after hour after hour, match after match after match. And then, you know. I'll get in the back after a whole set of tapings. And one of the guys who was in match 3 could he'll come up and be like, hey man, what'd you think of my match? i will be like, I have no freaking clue, dude. <laughs> Couldn't tell <ya>. I <laughs> if you. I, I always tell him this. If you did something that was really bad, I would remember that. But since I don't remember everything, that must mean it was good. So, nice. But then when you rewatch everything, like you get to critique yourself and you get to get better. And, that's, and that goes for almost anything out there. I think that'd be a, a piece of advice that I'd give to anybody out there. If you had to do any sort of public speaking, whether it's your job, you're trying to sell vacuum cleaners or be a TikTok star or a YouTuber or a gamer or whatever, you got to watch your stuff and you got to critique your stuff. And even if you hate it, um, just push yourself through and you'll learn a lot from yourself and you'll be able to grow.
0: Yeah, I can tell you, I do that. I listen to episodes of this just because we've been doing this for about eight months, and I'm still learning, so it's it's been going a long way to help me out, I think. I like to think I'm getting better at this, but, you know, it. Uh, it's, it's like I said, it, and as a musician, I'm the same way. I I force myself to watch, like, performances on video or whatever, so I completely get what you're saying there. Uh, Joe, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. You've been awesome. Uh Thanks again. And uh, just to get a quick plug in, uh, Always Ready is on June 11th. And like I said, there's nothing announced. I got to assume, is there any way we can get a Cardona Aldis rematch out of this?
5: I think the likelihood of that is very high. I feel like Nick Aldis, um, so much of his career and his identity for a man who was, you know, champion for more than three years I think just him being that 10 pounds lighter really bugs him. And especially the way that Cardona carries it and the disrespect that he gives to this brand, which, you know, like him or not, I mean, Nick Aldis has been the face of the National Wrestling Alliance almost the entire lightning one era, the entire time that Billy Corgan has owned it. So he takes it very, 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 very personally. And so uh, I think that these two will likely clash and it will likely be soon. And the soonest time for them to do that would be in Knoxville. Yeah. So I think that that's the more, a likely scenario for that to happen. A, a card's always subject to change. right? So we got to see how things are going. And then you also have to keep in mind, um, you know, there's a lot of our, the, what we do in the NWA, a lot of it is grounded in reality. And so when we say that this is always ready and this is Matt Cardona's pay-per-view, it's Matt Cardona's pay-per-view. Like he is taking the reins, good or bad. This is going to be his show. Um, So he gets a lot of control with that. So does Matt Cardona want to face Nick Galdis on what he's billing as his show? I think that there's going to be resistance to that on his part. I think he's ducking Nick Aldis. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what sort of decisions and obstacles he'll put in front of all this or anybody else who tries to take the 10 pounds of gold from him. So it's, uh, wow. I, 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 we're put in this really interesting position where I think like if you look back at NWA empower and, uh, Mickey James was the executive producer for that. And boy, oh boy, that was her show. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she didn't make it all about herself. No. Uh, but Carbone. Matt Cardona, he's a whole different type of cat. And so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be very, very. Uh, it'll be interesting just to see how it all plays out. And I'm really looking forward to just uh, seeing how it goes.
0: Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll be watching for sure when that comes around. Uh, NWA Power on Fight TV and also on YouTube. I believe it's the next day, right? When uh, it comes, we out? do.
5: If you want to watch Power, it'll air on Fridays, Friday evening, um, and uh, NWA USA airs simultaneously at noon Eastern on Fight and on our YouTube channel. Uh, But the best thing you could do if you listeners are out there and you want to catch all of the NWA content and uh, have everything that you want for an entire year, we have a great relationship with Fight TV, and they have an all-access pass. So for $49.99, you can get yourself an entire year of programming, first runs on everything, uh, some exclusive content, and, of course, all of our pay-per-views. So it really is the best deal uh, in the sport right now. So I can't uh, stress that enough. And also, you know, one of the things that I got to say, we're, we're, we're really making money with is our merchandise. We got some really cool designs out there for our shirts, our posters, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff that good old Danny Deals is uh, cranking out. Uh, so if you want to head to nationalwrestlingalliance.com slash shop, you'll see all kinds of really cool stuff that, that we have to offer. And you could be the coolest one of the party walking in with that vintage NWA wow. shirt.
0: And we'll definitely put a link up to that on our uh, our Facebook page, also, to get the word out. Uh, Joe, thanks again, man. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna keep you any longer. Uh, we'll let you get back to handling whatever it is you have to handle. But hopefully, we'll do this again soon, and hopefully, the NWA will be back in uh, maybe the central Midwest area. I would love
5: it, it and you know who else would love it is Billy Corgan. He's a Chicago guy. That's he right. wants. He's I'm a cup sure fan. He- <laughs> I'm sure he wants to sleep in his own bed. Oh, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good night.
5: You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Joe. Joe. Bye.
0: All righty, That's all righty. Like a- nice interview, man.
1: I'm nice
5: so interview. bad. I was so late. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just got wrapped up, and I was on the phone. We had a a minor injury with one of our hey, Joe. Wrestlers. Joe, we're still live, buddy. <laughs> oh, we are. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, it's Spoiler a live alert. show. It's all right. It's all right. Oh my God anyways, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody not, heard a not, word. Was, what was, was that late. I was I wasn't late for nothing. Garth Brooks. I'm actually I'm late for I'm late for a cold beer right now. I don't know what y'all talking about. Well, I'll, I'll tell, tell you
1: dudes. what tell you what since you're still with us and this was the next segment of the show, why don't we uh, together? Yesterday was the rock's birthday and we here at Jumping the rail are big fans of tequila and now that he has his own brand, we have pretty much self-sponsored ourselves by buying Terra mana for each episode. So during the episode when we realized we didn't have any, I sent a bunch of text messages and alas, a fresh bottle of tequila showed up named Terramana. So everybody listening, grab your drink. You got one. Cheers to the rock. Happy 50th birthday. Got one. Here's to Joe. Cheers to Joe. Salutes. The best part of this is I have these shot glasses, one from Hooters and one from St. Augustine and The Hooters one is just Mm. typical, and you kind of guess what's on it, you know, a pair of, uh, you know, Hooters uh, in a little orange top, because that's Hooters. Well, the St. Augustine one, a friend of mine brought me back one year. She said, I saw this, and I thought of you. (laughs) And it says St. Augustine, and it had a nice blue swimsuit top on the ladies, the girls. Well, now I'm the proud owner of a shot glass that is topless. (laughs) So... Beautiful way to hell. This is the party.
5: conversations I wish we were having before. Come on, <laughs> what was the topless talk? Come <laughs> we'll, on, now. we'll be uh, we'll, we'll do this again. What is this and what's Billy Corgan like?
1: There you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Joe, feel free to go back, <laughs> and listen to some other episodes, and you'll understand that you know, we sometimes do, as Mark has said now, he's kind of coined the phrase, we do jump off the rail
0: sometimes, yeah. a long ways off the rail. But Joe, we will have you back, and we will talk more hooters and tequila and whatnot. <laughs>
5: Sign me up. All right. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot,
1: man. Take care.
5: Bye. Thanks, Joe.
1: All right. Mo money. Mo money. Mo money. How about you plug what you've got going on in the next few before we wrap tonight?
0: Hang on. Before you oh, do. Oh, wait a minute. Before you and, uh, people, I will I'm, be happy to. We, oh, oh. we cannot have a show on a Tuesday, Marco, without our top 10 Tuesday. Oh, that's right.
1: I forgot. I'm sorry. Top and, 10. Holy shit. All- I am so bad. I'm going to drink another tequila to punish myself.
0: <laughs> Shame. Shame on me. <laughs> So, in honor of our guest and the National Wrestling Alliance, Keith, uh, and I think you can probably uh, chip in on this one. I have top ten NWA. World oh, NBA I
4: champions. love NWA.
0: They were a great band. <laughs> I do enjoy
4: NWA. I was waiting for somebody to throw that out. Yeah, if Narge was here, Thanks, he, would
0: he would have done it. it.
1: Narge was probably going to wear an ND, NWA shirt, and yes. it wouldn't have been a wrestling one, right?
0: But uh, so Correct. It's, this is going to cover current uh, TNA era and also, of course, the classic NWA from <laughs> our youth and before
1: the whole TNA thing. I still every time he says tits and ass, I love it.
0: <laughs> all right. So you I mentioned- wanted to ask
4: him about Velvet Sky and what's it like sitting next to her every day?
0: Oh, letting the pigeons loose, as they say. We can say that now that she's not with Bully. So we right. don't have to worry about him beating us up. Uh, anyway, bar- all
4: right. Top 10. Here we go.
0: All right. So number 10, uh, the aforementioned Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat uh, world champion in 1989 had uh, f- probably the greatest trilogy of matches ever with Ric Flair that year. And also my yes. personal favorite match of all time was the two out of three falls from the Superdome the Clash of the Champions with uh, with Flair, where he retained the title.
4: Yeah, I love that. I, I think that those were some of my fondest memories of Steamboat actually uh, where that him and Flair rivalry. Um, and it, they didn't have a bad match and they probably wrestled. I remember hearing, watching a documentary, they probably wrestled 130 times that year over that, that year, two year span, whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, they knew each other well, but they, they didn't put on a bad show anytime.
0: All right, Yes. Yeah, so uh, sorry, I had my producer in my ear, uh, breathing tequila breath into my tongue into, or uh, no tongue. Not this. Oh. He hasn't had enough tequila to worry about that happening. All right. Number 10. or That was number 10. I've only had one shot, folks. Uh, number nine, uh, multiple time world champion from the TNA era, uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the proud owner of the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes, by the way. Yeah, I think we're yes, uh,
1: correct. I think we're collectively you, me and NARJ talking about, you know, trying to figure out if there's Day, we can get out there, meet up with him, see a ball game. I, yeah, because we're all huge baseball There's, fans, too. There,
0: there are a few games with wrestlers that are going to be there, so we're going to look into that. We should put that on the yeah, calendar.
1: yeah. Let me know when that is. I would maybe, love to drive over there. Maybe, maybe a, I, a maybe a JTR maybe a road trip doubt, but, and bring right. the fans along. We'll work I'm, out transport
0: I'm for telling everybody. You, let's buy a, like a short bus, spray paint it, put the JTR Express on there. And then I, I actually know
1: there. somebody that has a short bus for sale, oh, yeah? but the problem is the seats are gone because they were converting it to a camper. Oh, mm. so then we'd have to go buy seats and put them back in. Oof. Oh wait, but I wonder if we could just re rig it in such a way that we could just put comfy chairs. Why couldn't Ooh. make it well, a, well, that yeah. or Why
4: couldn't you just build build benches?
1: Right, right. Exactly. benches. Your own benches. Not
0: fall over. Just get up. You
1: know. Right. What are the seatbelt yeah. laws when you're in one of them? We'll things? figure it out.
0: I'm, I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. All right. Uh, let's see. Number eight. The well, not the current world champion, but. Uh, the most recent champion on our list is the National Treasure, Nick Aldis. Uh, as uh, Joe said, held the belt for about three years. A dominant run, uh, really put the NWA back on the map in the last three years. Well, he reinvented himself, too. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was a big fan of Magnus, but this I was all in for the National Treasure when he came around and beat Tim mm-hmm. Storm originally.
4: But uh, I have no I have no qualms against that where he's at in that list so far.
0: That's a guy that didn't make the list. But another damn good one is uh, Tim Tim Storm. Uh,
1: Hey, listeners, we have a question in the chat for you. Uh, We'd like to know who your number one NWA champion is, and see if you uh, align with Mark or not.
0: I know Dwayne has an opinion because he always does. By everything. All right, number seven.
1: Wait a minute. Was the NWA pretty big in the
0: eighties? It was. Okay, so yeah. It's what became WCW. Dwayne is, Dwayne is not outmatched then. No, no. He'll he'll know. We'll have he'll have the thoughts. All right, number seven. Uh, middle aged and crazy, one of my all time favorite guys Terry Funk. Number seven. He got the funk. Uh yeah, but he was champion from seventy five to seventy seven, I think it was, for two solid years. And man, I, I love me some Terry Funk. Whether it's WWF with Jimmy Hart, ECW, even when he was in WCW toward the end of his his run when he was the Hardcore Champion, but th- there's oh man, I I, I
4: remember him and Flair. I, that's one of my favorite matches from uh, Clash of Champions, the uh, I Quit match. mm mm-hmm.
0: Just and also not for nothing, Jim Ross and Gordon Sully calling that match. Come on, how do you get any better than that?
4: Yeah, it uh, Funk Funk deserves a lot of credit for. Uh, uh. He deserves a lot of credit for getting a lot of guys over who, who shouldn't be over. Yeah. A young Eddie Guerrero. Uh, um, right. I did a lot of things for a lot of people, and and uh, God, yeah, I, mean, I he's still alive, but he's not in the greatest of, of mental and, and physical shape anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, I wore my Funk U t shirt to the Squared Circle Expo, and Ted DiBiase noticed it and mentioned that he is his best friend in the world which uh, says a lot but uh number six speaking of
4: sometime when we uh get together i want to talk to you about that about what the square circle expo yes yes oh, well, sure. so we'll discuss that sure thing, i have yeah. got to talk to you since then so
0: oh yeah yeah uh we will definitely discuss because it was uh, one of the best weekends i've had in a long time all right number six we can't talk about terry <laughs> funk without talking about junior that's uh dory funk jr and I think he had a four or five year run with the title, sixty nine to seventy three or seventy four. And I wasn't alive. Well, I don't no, neither was I. I'm just going off my wrestling Rain Man brain. <laughs> so did you? So those 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 years were
1: obviously, you know you were kind of like diaper duty at the time, like you were doing duty in diapers.
0: I wasn't even in an idea yet. You weren't even an idea
1: yet. See, I mean, like, so did you, like... I wasn't even life, an idea have either. You, I was have you negative gone 12 back? years old when Dory Have you gone out. back and watched matches from those eras? I just I mean, is that... Okay, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, cool. they have this
0: stuff on YouTube. Oh, I know they do. And, I just uh, wasn't sure if, you oh, know, yeah,
1: yeah. if it's something you went
0: back to look at. I've gone back. And uh, Dory, I... Terry was more exciting to me as a wrestler, but Dory, he had the longer run with the title, and he had... Every time he would go out, this is common for the NWA champion, they go out and wrestle an hour every night, which is unheard of nowadays. And uh, Wow. And Dory was like just a stamina machine. It was, it was crazy. And a uh, great technical wrestler. Invented the European uppercut, for those that know what that is. Uh, I always pray I never take one. Just an uppercut forearm to the chest, even though Michael Cole says it's to the jaw. The,
1: was the elbow hit him in the chest before the hand hits forearm him in the jaw?
0: Hits, forearm hits him in the chest. It's, right. it's just a forearm. It's, oh, okay. But uh, but no, Dory Funk, truly one of the great ones. Also great trainer in Florida. But uh, we'll move on. Number five. Uh, if we're going by favorites, he would probably be number one, and that's the Bull of the Woods. Uh, American Dream Dusty Road in public, daddy.
1: I thought you were doing a Some bad mic, stay right
0: now. <laughs> what?
1: I thought you were doing a bad Mike Tyson with that oh, lisp. <laughs> no. If I go in a lisp, it's dusty. That's dusty. It's dusty roads. <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: You didn't do the squeaky part. If it was squeaky, then it was it. Tyson. If I don't like this, it'd be this. my cousins. It wasn't this, was it? And I have pretty good confidence Mike doesn't listen to this, so I don't think I will be murdered like that fellow on the airplane.
1: Hey, you know what? The guy on the airplane had every right to be a fan. He just went too far. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But Mike should never have hit the motherfucker. No. That's just that's further than too far.
0: But if you love what you do, you never work a day
1: in your life. That's right. He loved beating the shit out of people.
0: (laughs) All right. So I got got Dusty. He's a three-time champion. Uh, Beat Harley twice, which is impressive enough. And then uh, had a win over Flair in the 80s for it. Uh, Second guy to hold the big gold belt. All you wrestling nerds know what that is. And uh, yeah, Correct. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people better than Dusty. He's one of one of my top three, probably top three or four. I got to agree with you there. I, I don't like, agree with you this much tonight. Man. <laughs> see, When there's no large influence to tell you that I'm wrong, you can see my point.
4: Well, no, we're just we're talking about things that we're both old enough to remember.
0: And enjoy, yep. uh, Minder's. Thank you, uh, sixty nine to seventy three for Dory Junior for his world title run, and she also said Dusty. So I'm sorry he wasn't quite that high on my list. All right, number four. I, but, but, but Dwayne has an opinion. He
1: does. But we'll we'll wait. get to it. We'll get to that because we haven't. He got says, to he, says yet. he says if you will, and I think if we will, we might. We knows? might. I think we should. We might.
0: Uh, all right. So number four, uh, the guy before the the big explosion on t v and everything who was regarded as the greatest of all time was uh Luthez. uh six time champion uh pretty much was the best wrestler in the world for many decades uh saint louis guy and uh and yeah he was he was the guy in the n w a for about thirty years i would say say thirty thirty five years somewhere around there. That's a pretty healthy fucking
1: career in wrestling.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean,
1: how was he, was he? So, you know, when they're younger, they're probably much more active. Was he pretty active the whole time? Or did oh, yeah. he, like, slow down after 20 years and kind of go to be more of a bit player when they needed special things like, you know, Stone Cold just
0: did recently? Oh, no, he was pretty regular for, uh, about, for about 30 years. He'd go all over the world, wow. go to Japan, the U.K. Uh, I
1: mean, you think about it. 30 years in a career, if they start when they're about 18 to 20, means they're about 48 to
0: 55 when they're done at that 30-year point. Yeah, and I'm he was, 53. Hell no. And he was having matches into his 70s, just he wasn't working full-time. Wow. And I lost my list. Hang on. Let me get back up. Uh, but he's one of those. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of his work just because he was so far before my time and before TV and, like, the infancy of TV. But uh, number three, and this is a guy who doesn't. Get a lot of do these days. Uh, th- I think a three-time world champion, Jack Briscoe, from uh, from Oklahoma, related to the Briscoes. No relation. No to relation. The okay. No, no. He was from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, NCAA champion a couple times. Probably would have been an Olympic gold medalist if he didn't have to go pro, which was you know because he needed the money from the, as what the story goes. But uh, beat Harley, beat Terry Funk, beat, uh, I think beat Dory Funk, I think, were his uh, his title wins. Keith. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then uh, kind of ran the business in Georgia for a few years after his, uh, his active run. Him and uh, his brother Jerry from the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop. It's worth the drive. Which I still want to find open. that t-shirt. It's still open. I still want to find that old t-shirt, but I can't find it anywhere. huh
4: uh, i like I, I you know that's what i've been looking for here lately is not to get off subject i'm jumping the rail um <laughs> as, as old um iconic shirts like that
0: i mean oh, some yeah. of them are hard to find yeah the i t- sh- i'm a i'm a huge t-shirt nerd narges too but i'm always on I eBay looking for the old stuff i'm, I'm trying to find the old uh, don morocco beach bum shirt from the 80s but i've had no luck that'd be awesome no right that and, and I talk shit about Hulk Hogan, but I do want to find that American-made white T-shirt that he used to wear in the eighties.
4: That's the one I've been looking for lately.
0: Be, eBay. That's, that's one I want to find for a Fourth of July.
4: Yeah, but they have they have they have some out there, but they're not the nostalgic ones. Like I want one of the like the authentic like. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to
0: remake. I don't want one
4: that, that says American-made on it. That's
0: not fun. Uh, my favorite old T-shirt that I have is the old Dusty Sucks Eggs shirt. From uh, Terry Funk, but uh, I've been looking for Dusty
4: shirts too. Oh yeah, they, I, they, I, they've I got some cool get a new ones. Dusty shirt.
0: Actually, I have an America's Team shirt at home, uh, Dusty and Magnum that I think I may have outgrown. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's impetus to lose some weight. But uh, speaking of the Dusty sucks eggs, I'm thinking about doing a Hogan sucks eggs shirt for Pro Wrestling Tees.com if I can get the okay from the uh Meister. I'm sure he was probably going to have an opinion. That's just a terrible idea. I think it's a fun idea, but I don't know if it'll sell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I digress. We're up to number two. We're blowing through this list, Keith. Uh, Number two, I think, is kind of a no-brainer. One and two are easy to me. But number two from from St. Louis, I got Handsome Harley Race, the former eight-time world heavyweight champion. Probably the toughest man to ever hold a belt. Keith, would you agree with that?
4: Oh, I do agree with that, hands down, hands down. The guy I wouldn't want to walk in the back alley with. No,
0: greatest wrestler. Him, God's him, creator. him, or me.
4: Haku or whatever you want to call his name. Either Haku, it,
0: Harley. Those two,
4: those those two guys are not guys I want to meet in a dark alley. No,
0: they were because both- Harley
4: and Haku probably would have just both beat your ass,
0: right? I was. It was cool to see them wrestle at the Royal Rumble that one year for the Undisputed Kingship, but I wish that would have happened ten years earlier. Right. But yeah, and
4: you know, I I never Harley and then WWF at the time just never to me fit. To me, he was an NWA guy. He was a WCW guy. He just he seemed out of place in WWF.
0: Yeah, he was just there. I think it's kind of the way they did with Ron Garvin later on when he. showed up. But that's that's Ronnie didn't make my list, but uh I was all I was. He was the first NWA champion I really remember in '87 when I started watching the NWA. But that's a. Uh, but he uh, he won the title from and lost the title to Keith. And this is why I'm so good at segues. Hammer, uh, our number now, one. Now. It's it's a no brainer. Numero and uno. I think eight or nine time world champion NWA world champion. I'm not counting the WCW. Uh, the Nature Boy. Rick Flair, Dwayne, you got it right, buddy. Uh, it just, Don't we have a woo somewhere? Uh, I, th- I did. I wooed. I wooed oh, yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Keith wooed. He he's, hey, wooed. He's ripping. But yeah, I mean, come on. It's it's Flair. He was he was the NWA for from about eighty two to ninety one.
1: Dwayne Carter
0: tonight. Till they you became all right. Till they
4: till they switched to WCW.
0: Right, right, right. And then the I mean, NBA that's I mean, there was Flair.
4: Flair held the NWA title, and that's yeah. I mean, it's there inter- for the, gold and, yeah, the big all that.
0: gold and all that. He was the first guy to hold the big gold belt that everybody loves so yeah. much, which I have a copy it's still of. my
4: It's still my – the big gold belt is still my favorite belt next to the Wing eagle. Yeah. that's uh, I
0: Personally, think, that's my I opinion. I think we've done a top 10 title belts list, but if we haven't, I'll review. And if we haven't, that's going to be coming soon. But, I mean, there were no better – there's no better time for championship belts than the 1980s, Keith. No, agreed across the board. Agreed.
4: Man. You know what? And, and you know one, the, the one title I miss, and ROH has it, um, and they're kind of implementing it now with Smojo. I miss the old WCW television title because they would defend it on Saturday Night's Main Event. We talked about that earlier. Arn Anderson held it for a while. You had different, you know, the the lower mid card guys.
0: Let, let me ask you this: Keith. It needs to come back. I, I, well, no, it is back. It's in the NWA. are that's the belt they use.
4: I'm I'm talking about either an AEW, which they kind of are with ROH. Do you
0: think they need to have a TV title?
4: Yeah, I do. Smojo I, I has the ROH TV title, which right, I right.
0: just think. Well, let me ask you this, because I think you're like me. You, the old silver TV title from the '80s, is the best one. Yeah, yeah. Or the you, red? Are you a red strap or a black strap? I'm a black strap. See, I like. Or, the, excuse red. Me, the red strap. I like. am the red, red strap. With, with... It made it stand out because it had that mm-hmm. cool red strap. Heck, there.
4: a strap already. <laughs>
0: On. But, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Wrong show. But no, the NWA for, oh, for title belts. If I could, if I had the money, I would have a replica of all of them. The U.S. title, national title, tag titles, all that. I had the tag title. Like the blue blue strap, uh, totally an Arn title belt I have at home. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to ISK Customs in Pakistan. Uh, the guy made me the belt a couple years ago. Did fantastic work. Uh, I suggest you check him out to give him a cheap plug. Maybe how we many, get how, a how long sponsor <clears throat> that take to get delivered? Sorry. How long does that take to get delivered? Took a while. A uh, couple of Rickshaw rides. That's uh, hang on. Don't get us canceled, Marco. But no, <laughs> I mean, when uh, I ordered, it was during, during the pandemic. So that kind of put a monkey wrench into all the foreign shipping and everything. But, uh, but when it got there, man, it was great. I'll, next time I see you, if I, if you let me know when we're going to be together, Keith and, I'll bring. Whoa. I'll bring it with. All me. Right. Just, me. That, that just way. went the fuck off the uh, rails, people. Like, like next time you come over to here to watch a pay per view <laughs> with us, I'll bring the belt with me. I'll show it to you.
4: Yeah, I will. I will. I definitely want to see that. No, the reason I say that is because I ordered a, a custom jersey from China, Our and super, uh, I ordered it. I ordered it in March, and I'm still waiting on it.
1: Is Narge, from, is, uh, Narge is waiting for his latest uh, whatever yeah. his favorite football player's team is this week. I don't remember. He's waiting for some new shirts. He's but waiting for I Baker agree. Mayfield to pick a team so he can. Work <laughs> well, <with the> that's <laughs> everybody's doing that. Uh, but uh, Dwayne, our super fan, does say we did do a top ten title belts already. All right, thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, thank you. He's May- our. I, th- I think we'll call him our what bibliographer. Is that what they called? Uh, Record keeper, statistician. Right, right, something like that. Stat- I don't know. All right. So, honorary title by the way you're not getting paid
0: all right so we're gonna go we're gonna put a pin in this episode here keith thank you very much for filling in ably for our buddy narge
1: well i appreciate you guys having me and I it's course time course for whole, keith whole time. to plug his next oh two to three weeks of shit or whatever he thinks is yeah yeah. So, yeah well
4: we've got, got, got some big news came out we just announced uh, uh last friday for clubhouse lounge radio at chl that we are now the official home and the exclusive home of Tolono Unity football come uh, the fall, so we're excited about that. Well done, uh, we've sir. We've got some, yeah. Thank you, thank you, and uh, pretty a, excited for that to to get going. And uh, it's, a, it's a high school and a program that hasn't had any sort of broadcast on a regular basis for many, many years. And so I'm glad to bring that to them. Well, they're a, a winning program, traditionally
1: like a. Uh, I, I won't say a title team, but they're always in the mix,
4: right. Right, and it's amazing to me that they've never had anybody broadcast them.
0: As an alumni of Oakwood High School, I always have held a grudge against Unity because they would beat the crap out of Oakwood football and basketball regularly for as long as I can remember.
1: You were a a, comet. As an alumni, I was a comet. Yeah, he was. As an alumni of the Centennial Chargers, I don't really care because we never, ever, ever. ever—not football, never.
0: Unity and Oakwood were in the Illinois Central Conference when I was in high school. Right. With Georgetown Ridge yeah. Farm, Dwayne. <laughs> Georgetown Dwayne. <laughs> but, uh, oh, Dwayne! Yeah, but uh, Dwayne, yeah, that's, that is awesome news, though. Yeah, so that's for, big uh, news.
4: Uh, we also got some dinger bat, uh, full count baseball sessions coming back. Uh, we've got some more guests coming. Last way, we just had Spencer Patton, Texas Rangers reliever, nice, nice. uh join us there too. We did got you just some say Texas Rangers?
1: Rangers. You got the got yes, I did, sir. Attention. Fuck yeah.
0: So uh, I know it's the only thing I've that matters a, to me anymore in baseball is the Rangers, so well, show hey. Keith, when when am I coming on, on the uh, full count podcast? Yeah, like we can, should do. You that. You can come
4: out anytime. Or we've <laughs> got uh, I've got a couple weeks here done, but you can come on. We're we'll recording. We'll talk baseball anytime you want. I love doing it. I love so. talking baseball. We'll we'll
1: come in here You've, to the studio. I'm we'll join sound, your studio from here, and let's have a bo- right? let's have a blast. I'm, I'm, gonna baseball. Like,
0: I'm gonna sound like Dwayne, but if you can, if we can talk about the '80s and '90s, then. I'm we I'm can down. talk about '80s and '90s baseball anytime you want. And I then, love uh, the Royals. One, the one. I, I will then. even talk
4: about the '80s, '90s. How about that? What's that? And I'm a diehard cup fan. Right on. So yeah, they got yeah. a lot coming on. A lot, lot more things in the works for Clubhouse Lounge Radio, and uh, excited about uh, how, it grow, how fast it's growing and and where it's going. So uh, we got good things coming. Awesome.
0: Thanks, We're guys. Looking forward to seeing what happened, Keith. We will talk to you next week for, uh, or next episode for Barry Horowitz, right? You're going to be joining us.
4: That's dang right. And I'll be patting myself on the back the entire way. Don't forget your suspenders, buddy. I won't. I have to have them to keep my pants up. That's right. All right, Keith, we're
0: going to let you go, man. Thanks a lot for all your help. <laughs> all right. Have a great night guys. Yeah. Thanks Keith. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And, uh, to get our, uh, our plugs in Marco, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Jumping the Rail, uh, Twitter dot com at JTR Pod. If you want to follow us there, we always have some things in in the works on there. And uh, as of the last couple of weeks, ProWrestlingTees.com dot com slash JTR Pod. We got six cool designs up right now. Hopefully, we'll have more coming soon. Uh, and yeah, we got
1: a we got a couple special ideas. We have to discuss them in house, but if they sound good, then they'll be yeah. they'll be put on the
0: line. Right on. But we got the uh, regular logo shirt, couple. Uh, Cool, like a couple of variants on the, uh, one.
1: I think the logo with the skull with the headphones is beast. Oh yeah, yeah, that best one best uh, one so far.
0: That one just came available last week. Um, Narj got that for Kyler, and uh, it just got delivered yesterday. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, and, it does. We saw pictures today of the final product. Right, PWTs does awesome work, man. So definitely go check them out. You can get all your JTR gear plus any of your favorite indie stars, AW guys, New Japan.
1: But you must buy a JTR shirt before you buy someone else's. We're hoping to turn this into a self-supporting podcast because we, to be quite honest, have been dumping our cash into this. We'd love it if, you know, two shirts right. a, a month would pay the whole thing for what we're doing right now. Right, right,
0: right. But, uh, yeah, so coming up our next episode, we will have the great Mr. Technical, Barry Horowitz, joining us with uh, Keith Gibson. Then two weeks after that, we got uh, the zero one one USA heavyweight champion, as of now, Camaro Jackson, and uh, we'll have Minder's, in studio studio that day right Yeah, and then uh, we're working on some other guests down the road but uh, until two weeks for Marco shout out to Narge at home we missed you buddy we'll have you back in two weeks this is Redman and we will see you later and support pro wrestling because it is the greatest show on earth